All right, all right, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, wonderful people. How are y'all feeling this morning? You locked in with Liver Split Screen. Look, I know we didn't get a chance to go backstage and welcome all the wonderful people that got here early. Uh, but my week's been kind of kind of crazy, you know, seeing the bro off into the, to the Air Force has been quite a journey. And I've uh, been quite out of the loop. So, you know, we wanted to make sure to get a little caught up um, behind the scenes with my brother from another. So um, before we went live, but. I think we got some interesting things to talk about this week, um, especially with the PlayStation Showcase. I think that's going to be a main talking point, uh, along with Starfield, because uh, seemingly more and more people are still. I mean, I did see that the score on Starfield um, has decreased again. Um, so, again, I mean, there's I, I do feel like there's, there's still an ever evolving conversation to have about the game. Um and well, I think we'll, we'll we'll touch on some of those things. I think Pong will bring some interesting points to for us to touch on here. He had some smoke uh, yesterday and also on Thursday's PM and the PM that I found extremely interesting. So I think uh, we'll we'll see if we can bring some of those feelings right back on up. Uh, but yeah, I'm one of your hosts, Steel Rain. That Steel Rain that T is a seven. Uh, so you can find me anywhere. Uh, Google's probably the easiest place. But like I said in the beginning, you're locked in with Liver Split Screen. Non-console essential platform covering everything going on within the gaming industry. Uh, we'll see how good of a of a coverage we do this week, but uh, I think we'll do pretty well. We all we all we usually do. Uh, we're off the cuff. It's not like we plan anything anyway. Typically, so uh, we'll we'll get in here and really give that energy to you guys, and hopefully we can fuel your Saturday morning so you'll have that energy to kind of either push through, um, or maybe relax a little bit from a rough week. So. I got to introduce you guys to the uncanny gentleman himself, the X-Men who is not Cyclops, by the way, but he's still, he's, I heard he was talking to Kitty Pryde too. Uh, you know, Jean Grey was a fun time, but I don't oh. know. I heard some rumors about Kitty, man. And I don't know, Whoa. but nonetheless, my brother from another, the one and only Pong. So what's going on, bro? How you feeling? I'm doing good. Uh, if you guys uh, hear any craziness, it's because the uh, the uh, grandkids are over uh, this morning. So they just okay. got here. So if you guys do hear any screaming, nobody is getting killed. Uh, it was just a <laughs> it's just a couple uh, nearly two, you know, year and a half, two year or two year old kids now uh, running around being crazy as they want to do so um but other than that uh what a week still great to finally hear your voice sir uh as i've not spoken to you all week at yeah. all um you know again we do have a lot of stuff to get into it was a good week um you know just uh nintendo and and playstation having a showcase on the same day was kind of crazy uh that was yeah. kind of cool um you know and again we'll talk about each one i i don't hate the PlayStation one as much as, as, as some uh, Xbox people do um, okay. at all. Um, I thought it was decent uh, again, not anything magical, uh, but we'll talk about that. Uh, the Nintendo showcase had some cool little things in there, not things that everybody's going to be excited about, uh, but there was a couple things in there that uh, are not just Nintendo games, but okay. Nintendo doing their thing, basically dropping the boatload uh, before everything that they've had in development prior to announcing switch Two, this that's oh, what this okay. feels like this year nintendo's having a hell of a year um anyways 
other than that, my week, of course, has been Starfield and Starfield and Starfield. That's <laughs> what I've been doing Perfect. as usual, boom. right? This is my new thing. Boom in the house. What's going on, boom? Um, I'm over 100 hours in, Steel. Um, nice. I'm now over 100 hours in. I have yet to do any main quest line stories okay. except for obviously uh getting to constellation that nice. was it uh everybody's still back at the lodge waiting for me to show back up again to start <laughs> uh to start figuring out what the what, what the meaning of life is um and i've still not done any faction quests whatsoever um outside of the Fair. opening one for crimson fleet just to be able to meet them i have continued my pirate journey my ship building journey uh and my planet exploration journey i've been okay. doing some of the uh mission board quests right the, the little stuff um i've been hitting those otherwise i have been getting into massive dog fights i have been uh exploring uh derelict space stations mm -hmm. i have been planet side getting into a bunch of nonsense in random areas okay. uh, i am still finding randomly generated content that i have not seen after all this time planet side um okay. i came across <laughs> it's in the middle of this frozen planet steel i had just got done killing a crimson fleet captain or whatever one of those missions right i had just gotten done doing that I was going to take off and go back to dogfighting again because I've been really working on, on dogfighting and, and it's a lot of experience to be gained in dogfighting. Um, a lot of easy experience. Now and I do want to kind of preface that yeah. and I hopefully you yeah. don't lose uh, yeah. your thought on that, no, no, but no, I no, do no, want to kind of preface that because you are playing the game a bit differently. Cause mm -hmm. I hear a lot of people complaining about there not being a lot of things going on in space, right? <laughs> Where you have been kind of become yeah. kind of the kind of like a mercenary or just a, your space pirate yourself. Right? So since you're beefing with multiple people, um, multiple yeah. factions, um, you know, you really, you're really getting it in kind of playing that evil role, you are getting more of that going on because oh, yeah. of that, right? Um, so I just I, I just wanted to kind of preface that for some people because some yeah. people may say that, oh, a Pong's out here lying, there's nothing out here, but it's like, because of the mm, way that he's yeah. playing the game, of course you might be you might have a different experience if you aren't beefing with uh, these multiple factions yeah. and got people chasing you and, and whatnot. So yeah, uh, outside so of the wanted perk that you get too, so. Yeah, exactly. So I got bounty hunters constantly after me, right, Steel, because mm -hmm. I've got the wanted perk, right? They show up on a consistent basis out in space. Okay. Um, so I've got bounty hunters. Um, then I've got bounty hunter defenders. Oh, wow. Show okay. up to try exist. to they try to they actually will attack the bounty hunters that are attacking me, even though they themselves are bounty hunters. They show up and help me quote unquote, because they want me to live longer because the longer I live, the higher my bounty goes. Okay. Hmm. So that's a sub faction of bounty hunters. That's kind of well, cool. I can, I, yeah, right. Right. So after we, after we get done killing the regular bounty hunters, uh -huh. then those dudes hail me and they're like, glad to see you made it a little bit longer. Glad we could help you out. The bounty gets higher. We'll be back for your head at some point. Right. They do all this right. talking. Well, then I can attack them. So then I get into another dogfight with them, right? So I got bounty hunters. I got bounty hunter defense. I got spacers, right? Spacers mm -hmm. are my enemies. Crimson Fleet, obviously, enemies. Okay. And then I am also, because I turned down the undercover quest, right? You mm -hmm. see system defense force is my enemy. 
So okay. I can show up in a system. You see system defense and Crimson Fleet can be fighting each other. And I walk into a major battle. I can shoot everybody without getting bounties because you see system defense is my enemy. Right. So I can go after everybody. So I can walk into battle. I've had battles of eight plus ships okay. going on that I walk into and I can just I can take out whoever the hell I want to in that in that battle. It's kind of it's fantastic. So yeah, I am experiencing it. I could see how if you are playing the good role, if you are playing the law role where you won't necessarily you're still going to come across things, but you won't have the same opportunities I do being a full-fledged just space pirate. No no holds barred. Whoever's there is getting attacked, right? So, yeah, that is a little bit different, but I've been finding, you know, I've been finding so much other stuff in space again whether it's just floating cargo from some blown up ship or some okay. ship that had to jettison their cargo randomly, um, you know, to, to derelict spaceships, derelict, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, space, uh, space stations uh, to, you know, whatever I'm finding out, I'm finding traders, you know, all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. just randomly shows up and you can attack some of those people if you're a pirate. Right. So I have action constantly in space. So I've been doing that. Um, the one thing I was going to talk about, uh, before we got off on the on the side was I'm still coming across. I've spent a lot of time on planet too, planet side okay. as well. I'm still coming across random generated stuff that I haven't seen before. Yes. The fact is, and I talked about this a couple weeks ago early on was I understood where people are coming from as far as saying, Oh, if you come across like the abandoned uh, robotics lab, right. Mm -hmm. It's they do like basically have one schematic for that lab. So every time you find one of those, it's the same. And I talked about the steel with you when I was in live chat with you, mm -hmm. when I was going through and I told you that it was set up exactly the same, the enemy levels will differ. Um, the enemy types can okay. differ, um, but they are set up the exactly the same. And, and if people want to criticize that, that's fair criticism. I would have liked to have, you know, give me like three different versions of that place. Right. Give me like three different versions, whatever the case may be. Um, but, it is what it is. I still don't mind it. I still have a fun time going through it, especially now that I know these places. Like I have a great time finding new ways around. Mm -hmm. But the but but I did come across Steel. I was on this frozen planet and I just got done with these one of these side missions. And I was gonna take off and I was gonna go back. But I I, I decided I was like, nah, I'm gonna explore a little bit. I want to stay planet side here. I'm gonna go explore and see what I can find out here. So I was roaming around randomly on this planet. Okay. And I was out in the middle of nowhere. I was headed towards a structure. And but I was like only halfway there. So I'm jetpacking along, whatever else. I found a cave. Cool. Went in the cave, collected a bunch of, of resources and stuff, came out and started off again, like 200 more meters. All of a sudden, there's just some random person out in the middle of this freaking frozen rock steel. And I'm like, what is this random person doing? This random person was standing on a um, a rock, a, a small rock pile. Okay, you can find rock piles like in caves and stuff, you right, know. Right, and they've right, got right. they've got some uh, resources. And I'm like, what is this random person doing? And so I scanned. I put up, brought my scanner to see if it was enemy or if it was friend. Well, mm -hmm. it didn't pop up red, and it said it said um, deep deep space uh, miner or something like that, okay. or explorer miner or something like that, or mining, mining miner, I think is what it, because I was laughing because they said deep space mining miner. I was like, okay, Bethesda. Uh, so I walk up to this person and she turns on me and she's like, I found this rock pile first. This is mine. 
stop trying to take it or I'll kill you. I'm like, you're in the middle of a frozen play. Okay. Of course, me being the pirate, I'm like, there's nobody around. And so I responded to her and I'm like, the pile's mine. Sure enough, she pulls out her mining laser. She starts zapping me with it. So I I obviously killed her. This rock pile, bro, had like 15 different items in it. Oh, wow. Like, I got ammo. I got resources. I got a weapon out of this. It was like a treasure chest, basically, is what it was, right? It was like a treasure chest uh, out of Skyrim, like a random treasure chest. But I had never seen that specific situation before. So Mm -hmm. I'm still finding things um, that uh, I haven't seen before after 100 hours. So that's that's the good part. The shipbuilding has become my addiction steal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I put now that it, it's 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 Legos for adults for me. Yeah. Right. Now, now, mm-hmm. now that I understand it um better and I have a good grasp, I know some people think it's very clunky and they obviously don't explain everything to nah, you. And there's mm-hmm. still head scratching moments for me, but like I'm like, why does that not work? Like, what was what's the thought process behind why I can't do that? But I have got a very good grasp of it now. And I'm not trying to build like you and Jasper and all these people making these amazing creations based on, you know, stuff we've seen in movies Mm -hmm. or real life stuff. I'm doing it from just imagination and just kind of take it where where it went. And I posted my video of my ship. And granted, I've well, now I've built two because I started another one last night, but I really only built the one. But if I continue to evolve my ship that started out as a simple class, a ghost, a Crimson Fleet ghost fighter, and now it's a full fledged C class warship. Oh, nice. You know, I have learned a lot in my design un- being unknowing to me mm-hmm. because I had no thought in this. Turn my ship into what looks like a bee, a wasp. It literally does okay. from the top because I put some wings on the side. And I looked at that. I was like fooling around with it. I was like putting things together. And I'm like, what is this reminding me of? I've even got six legs now, Steel. And I was like, what, what, what am I making here? I'm like, what am I doing? And I flipped it and I went over the top of it. I looked down and I'm like, I created a freaking wasp. What the hell is this thing, man? I'm like, this is insane. It looks like it. So then I kind of leaned into it and kind of colored the wings right. white instead of the black. So they kind of show up. But that's the stuff that can that that I'm finding um, as I'm shipbuilding and how to put things together. And now, like I said, last night, I actually started a new one. And let's just say, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll share pictures when I'm done. I'm not going to be done for a while because I got to get some more money together. But let's just say that uh, suddenly, for no reason, because I have never worked on a farm. I don't own farms. I've never grew up on a farm. None of that stuff. All of a sudden, um, I've got heavy John Deere influence going on. And you guys will see it. Like, it's crazy, bro. Like, I'm so excited. Like, I was like, yeah, I was like, what am I? And I didn't plan it. It just started coming together. And I started looking at it. And I'm like, God damn. This has got some John Deere to it, man. So now I'm leaning into that whole aspect. So I'll get that thing done and post pictures. But yeah, Starfield, still, we'll talk about it a little bit here. It has been, again, all consuming. Um, I, I, you know, again, I 
feel like this is the same level of cyberpunk addiction I had when cyberpunk dropped. This is even beyond that, actually, at this point. And because I'm not doing any of the missions, I'm not doing any of this other stuff. And Mm -hmm. I'm already over 100 hours in. Pretty crazy. And I have no. I have no inkling to like I, I've had people hit me up on Twitter as I've posted things because mm-hmm. I've been sharing a lot. Still, I've been, I've been accepting my own challenge that I put out there to fight the negativity with okay. the positive. Right? Yeah, I've been seeing that. And, mm-hmm. I, and I've been sharing the hell out of screenshots and, and stories. I've got adventure logs that I've been putting out there that people has have been loving. Seemingly mm-hmm. again, I've gotten more interaction on starfield posts than any other game i've ever done cyberpunk in the beginning was a little bit like this but this is crazy starfield is on another level there are so many people out here enjoying this game um despite all the other stuff out there about it the discourse yeah um my posts have been crazy but um i don't remember where i was going with this the fact is is that um when it comes to what i'm getting out of this game is confirmed 100% beyond what I ever expected to at this point steal. I never expected to be a hundred hours in to have no real drive to go do any of the main missions or the faction missions. I'm playing this game my way. Like I've done with every other Bethesda title in the past. I don't think that I will be hitting those missions anytime soon, unless something sparks or if I do finally just go, you know what? I want to do something a little bit different. Let me go do some Crimson Fleet missions. I might do that because I do have some interest in seeing the faction quests, which are always great in Bethesda games. I do want to see some of them and I've heard nothing but great stories, but I really don't overall have that drive right now. I'm having too much fun and I haven't even started outpost building steel, right? Mm -hmm. I haven't even started that kind of stuff um starfield special and i said on pm the pm i'll just say this now before we get you know before i let you go and then and then obviously later on we can get in starfield talk about some of the other stuff going on with it right but but um i said on pm the pm and i i said that this was on its way but i'll just say it now and i it it, starfield is my favorite all-time bethesda game okay which in turn big praise yeah, it's huge, um, which in turn means it's my favorite all-time game. Because, again, okay. Oblivion and Skyrim were my 1A and 1B favorite all-time games. Elder Scrolls being my favorite franchise all-time. Mm. Oblivion and Skyrim being one of my favorite games, 1A, 1B. Okay. I'll say that Starfield is my favorite all-time game. It is my favorite Bethesda game. And like I said, this is before I even hit Factions. This is before I hit the main storyline, which I've heard nothing but praise about as well had people try and tell me in you know in um this is where i was going before i had i've had people jump in my twitter uh posts and say ah go get the powers go you know go get the powers that's not a secret anymore obviously right right, right. uh just you know at least go get a couple of them It, it changes the game even more if that's the case then i'm even for in for a bigger trip down the road because even i don't even have an inkling to go get space force powers like mm-hmm. i i just don't like but if they are that good and people are telling me that they're really awesome, and they change your gameplay up. Well, then I'm in for another big giant loop when I get those powers. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's going to that's going to change perspectives again. This game gives and gives and gives and gives. It is a story generator that, like I said, in my one of my last tweets this week. I legit sat back and said, because I was writing these adventure logs. Right. Of different things and i legit sat back and said no by the way 
Yeah, thanks. Uh, I, I, I sat back and said, you know what? You could actually write pulp sci-fi just from your random stories that you come across in this game. You yeah. legit could mm-hmm. write full books, short sci-fi pulp books from like the 70s and 80s mm-hmm. from just the adventures, the random adventures that you have out there. Of course, you fill in details and all that kind of stuff with your character and, and the character's backstory and, and, and different things that maybe didn't actually happen during your gameplay but you could do that and that's what's insane that that's what's insane crazy to me um and why i love bethesda games this is the ultimate bethesda game it truly is if you don't like bethesda you're not going to like this game per se now steel i say that knowing that you were the casual bethesda fan you Mm -hmm. never jumped into a game that's different than i've played skyrim Mm -hmm. i've played fallout i don't like bethesda style games that's different you different right you just didn't draw you in you didn't have like very you didn't have like dislike it just wasn't anything that grabbed you but i'm saying there is a group of people who do dislike the style of bethesda which is we've seen a lot of them heard a lot of them voices out there Mm -hmm. recently you guys aren't going to do this bethesda's not going to change who they are and we'll talk about that still because that's a big part of this conversation too Mm -hmm. I'm just so happy that they made this game. I am so happy that Todd got his vision out there. This game's only going to evolve. The game's only going to get better. Mm -hmm. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, it should have been this way from the beginning. They should have had this. They should have had this. They should have had this. Should have had this. Talk to the other 90% of the games out there then every time they launch, okay? That's not where we're at in 2023. This is a game that legitimately is going to be playing 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Mm -hmm. This is legitimately a game that tons and tons of people just go look at how many people are playing Morrowind 20 years on this game will be around the same fashion it's going to change it's going to evolve there's going to be differences in it but I'm just glad that they got this game out this is the ultimate sci-fi trip that you could ever take in a video game for me right that gives me all the feelings that I want to feel and on top of that they've added new modes like shipbuilding which they obviously did not just slap together and throw in this game they spent a ton of time crafting the shipbuilding and it shows like it feels that way this i i love this game seal i i love starfield it is it is my game of the year is my game of the generation so far hands down this this game is just absolutely amazing so i'll end it there sorry i can ramble on but no, that you're, was a big, long-winded intro there. You're you're good, because uh, I, I definitely want to touch on a few things here too. Uh, and Jasper, I do agree with you. I I only have one power, and I find myself a lot of the time forgetting about it because I'm always in the moment, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. by the time I do think about it, the fights, whatever fight that I'm having, um, is is over with, right? <laughs> I've already right. shot everybody. I'm moving around the map. I'm making sure that I'm getting ammo. I'm sneaking around, I'm capping fools. I started getting silencers on some of my guns. Um, really started to be able to upgrade some of the guns. Also upgrade some of my spacesuits. Um, I found a a leveled up version of one of the pirate helmets that I really liked. Uh, Ooh, so that nice. kind of enhanced, it helped enhance my experience some too. Uh, and I mean, again. You guys want perspective on where Starfield is kind of at right now? There's 100 pages uh, jumped up from 24, uh, almost seemingly within a week and a half. Um, there's 100 pages of mods on for Starfield right now um, on Already. Nexus mods. And the official stuff hasn't even started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and again, there, yeah, there's a lot of like little things here, little things there um, for some people, some cosmetic things, other enhancements and whatnot. Um, for me, it's I've mainly been looking at the cosmetic stuff that they're bringing in because uh, I don't like the... 
at least for me, anybody else, you can have your own experience. It's a single player game. Do whatever you want. Um, as impressive as some of the shipbuilding that I've seen from people is, a lot of people are using mods to help or well, not help, but to get rid of the limitations of yep. the shipbuilder. Uh, I I'm not impressed by that personally uh, because you're not using what the game has given to you and trying to build whatever you can within that limit. That's extremely impressive to me because you have to deal um, with, within these walls versus, oh, let me take the walls off and let me just go Lego style. Like, I get it. It's fun. It looks cool. Some of the things that I've seen. Um, and then God Emperor, you they have some UI mods on there, um, inventory mods that, are, that I've been, I haven't used any of the, those kinds of things because I, I like the, the general experience of what Starfield has given me. I will agree with you though, Pong. Um, Starfield is my game of the year. Um, as I do love Armor Core 6 um, and I do love Hogwarts. Wait, wait, I do wait. love... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, I'll let you jump in. Um, I do love... Um, there are other games that have definitely stuck out to me. And the only reason that I would have to give Starfield my game of the year is because of the variety of things um, that I'm able to do and the way that the game makes me feel when I play it. All that I needed Starfield to do was give me some of those uh, feelings that I had from Mass Effect when I played those games. And again, yes, that experience kind of enhanced itself over time. Um, and again, I mean, in every, every single one of those games are great within their own right. Um, but Bethesda has definitely hit a string with me, at least, whether it be... Um, the companions that you have, uh, I, I heard you guys talk about a little bit that about that last night. Uh, her cycle talking about that with uh, Andresia, um, mm -hmm. you know, how he experienced a whole different storyline and each companion has their own kind of thing that you kind of experience with them. But the world literally kind of lets you literally lets you experience whatever your space odyssey needs to be and again as i've mentioned previously is the game perfect no it's not um are there issues within the game that i that bo that bother me sometimes yes but i also you all i also have to be honest and say that even in the gameplay that you're seeing in the background for today um for i'm showing spider-man in the background today um this is from pc this game even had problems right so not as an excuse for the game having the issue, some of the issues that it has, especially with AI, um, especially with the graphics and the performance and things of that nature. But overall, games are supposed to be about the experiences that you're having in that moment. And there's never, I have about the same amount of time that you have, Pong, uh, and I have progressed something. I still haven't progressed the main story yet because uh, I've been off on faction missions. And, and by the time I, you know, I finish one faction faction uh, quest and oh, I get a ship. I finish another faction quest and Pong. Let me. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give you this experience for an example. And this isn't going to be a spoiler because it was kind of something on the side. Uh, so I mean, if you do feel like it spoils you, then uh, you know this is your spoiler warning. But I was doing a mission for. Um, Ryujinx, right? And the mission I had to go take somebody out or whatever. I had to connect with somebody else to get the things that I needed to go take somebody else out. I got with this dude uh, on Mars because that's where I needed to meet him at. And we got into conversation. And then he was starting to tell me about this this chick that's um apparently trying to kill him or whatever. 
He's like, oh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you these things, da, 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 but you got to do something for me. I was like, okay, well, what I got to do for you? He was like, oh, well, I got this chick. She's, she's, she's hunting me down. And, uh, you know, she got this gun. You know, if you could bring the gun back to me, then, uh, you know, I can, I'll give you the parts or whatever. I'll give, I'll give you what you need so you can get your mission done. Like, All right, so boom. So I go out there. She's in a ship. And uh, so I get back in my ship, go out to space and go to her location. She's in the ship. So I kind of cut her off or whatever. And she and I and I hell and I'm like, yo, I'm looking for you. I was I was looking for you. Uh well, I was like, hey, are you such and such? I've been looking for you. Um, I was told I need to kill you. We have a little bit of a dialogue there. And she was like, oh, da, 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 this, that, and the other thing. Get on the ship. So I ended up boarding um her ship or whatever because she wanted me to come through. And she was like, Oh, if you do anything shady, I'll I'm I'll, I'll just I'll just shoot you. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, the gun that you're that this other dude told me about sounds like it's kind of mean anyway so uh, we'll see how this plays out um i'm not, not gonna be scared of you so i board her ship and everything and come to find out you get into the dialogue or whatever come to find out they were in a relationship together at one point um he whoa, whoa. essentially double crossed her and turned her into the uh <laughs> to the uc and oh. she ended up getting she ended up having some problems with that so ever since then she was like she essentially was like, yo, ever since that time, I've I've told myself that it is my life mission to get revenge from that man. He for him setting me up essentially for no reason, um, just because of whatever disagreement that they had. So we get deeper in the conversation, whichever the case. And um, I, I tell him, like, look, I either have to kill you or you need to give me your gun mm -hmm. um, and I'll just take your gun regardless, no matter what you do. Right. We end up hashing it out or whatever. She's like, you know what? I, I go through the persuasion, yeah. uh, persuader, and I'm like, look, I, I don't have to kill you, whatever the case might be. Give me a gun. I'll leave. Let you be. It's not worth your time. Just leave dude alone. And, you know, I'll I'll handle him. So mm -hmm. essentially she gives me she gives me her gun. Mind you, the gun that she gives me, every second shot, it lights enemies on fire. It lights people on right. fire. Every second right, shot. Right, and it's a la right. it's a laser pistol. Yeah. And I was like, Damn, this fucking pistol, this sounds kind of dope. I haven't used it at this point. I'm only saying that it does that because I did end up using it. So I go back to the dude and I'm like, yo, so um, what 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 was up with old girl? Why did you really want me to go get her? He was like, oh, well, you know, this is another thing. She's crazy. I'm like, oh, you, she's crazy, huh? I was like, weren't y'all together? He was like, oh, well, you know, that was the past. And, you know, this and the other thing. And I was like, okay, so what happened? So then he told me what actually happened and it kind of corroborated the story or whatever. But that's yeah. something that I would have, that you wouldn't have necessarily experienced depending on whatever, however your outlook is. Because you could have just went, boarded her ship, killed her, took the gun and went back to the old dude. And that right. could have been the end of it. But yeah, seeing how right, the dialogue right, right, right. options went, and you could have also just went there, shot her ship up, and then got her gun from the wreckage mm -hmm. or whatever. Wreckage, um, yeah. So you had multiple options because that was one of the things he said to me when I got back. He was like, oh, why didn't you just why didn't you just shoot her when you saw the ship? I was like, because I felt like there was something else going on. But right, just right. little moments like that are kind of spread out through Starfield. And again, I understand if people aren't finding what they were looking for or if mm -hmm. you felt like this game um, was supposed to be the space exploration game um, of of all like the greatest space exploration game of all time no it's not it's not no man's sky no it's not elite dangerous no it's not star citizen no it's not all these other games that people mention but again like we've also mentioned previously 
It's not what they're building. That's not the type of game that they were making. Um, if you played previous Bethesda games, then you have an idea of what this game is. And if that's not for you, then I get it. But for someone like myself, and I'm and I'm seeing other people too, who typically aren't Bethesda fans or haven't don't really take a liking to their game, I'm seeing a lot of those people kind of come around and say, "Man, I'm really enjoying what I'm getting out of this." And again, I will reiterate the point: as much as Pong's not having a boring time either. Um, with Starfield, I mean, kind of planning it at his own pace. Yes, he had some early things that kind of bothered him um, in the beginning, but overall, I still don't see the boredom in this game, right? Um, there's, There's something to do. You pick a direction, you move that direction, and there's always something branching off of that um, that you can be a part of, um, evolve the conversation, persuasion adds a whole different level, um, especially if you're con- continuously are successful at it. And please, and I would, I would suggest anybody to please play the flat faction missions when you get a chance, because again, some of those, I don't agree with, they can be whole games on their self. No, if it wasn't within this game, they were games on their own. It wouldn't be as strong as it is. They're only as strong because they enhance the general experience of Starfield, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Um, it's always been with their factions. Right. So I, I just, I kind of wanted to fight back on that a yep. little bit because I hear people say that and it's just like, I get that they're good, but they're not games by themselves good, right? Um, they just enhance the game that you're playing, which is really special because you get a ship, you get a gun, you get armor, you get this, you get that. And it also helps you understand a little bit more Every little faction quest that you do helps you bring a new perspective to what is going on in this universe known as Starfield um, within this game. So again, um, because of these things um, and because of how I feel about it, yes, um, I do and will give Starfield that game of the year for me currently. Uh, and again, that could that could change if it's if the experience all of a sudden gets worse and sure. I start not enjoying it, then sure. But I literally don't see that as a possibility right um and, and again it's just it's it's interesting to see how the how the conversation has kind of been playing out and so the dishonesty people have been throwing out there but go ahead Paul, we, gotta, got? we gotta talk about this bro we gotta talk about this because you just i, I had no idea chat that i i'm just as shocked as all of you i saw everybody in the chat going what 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 steal yeah brother it's a big statement, man. Uh, coming it's true, from you. man. It, uh, right, right, and obviously that's what you. That's why it's. That's why it's so impactful. Mm-hmm. Is because of how you started the experience of hopping into Starfield as you know, fresh day one Bethesda mm-hmm. game, which you've never done before. This is why I was excited. No matter what was going to happen, no matter what your thoughts were, I was excited to get your perspective because it is a different perspective from those of us that are big giant Bethesda yeah. fans. Obviously, mm-hmm. again, my bias—I say I'm. Yeah, biased, you wear all the time. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. This these games are made for me. Like this is like the formula that I love. I could play game after game if it was set up this way. But for you, you there wasn't the same level of expectation. There mm-hmm. wasn't that same level of knowing that you were going to walk into this game and probably for me, 90% sure I was going to love this game, right? The 90% sure. I didn't know where it was going to fall as far as the all times go like for me, but 90% sure I was going to enjoy the hell out of this game. You didn't have that same level of confidence per se, because you didn't know, you didn't know how it was going to go for you. It could have mm-hmm. gone like it did for Skyrim and fallout when you tried them. 
And you could have tried it for 10 hours and been like, yeah, no, nah, it's just not drawing me in. I'm not yeah. but here. We are today. Steel, you're gone for a week. You go visit your brother and you come back on a Saturday on living split screen and drop. It is your game of the year. Yeah. I think that speaks volumes. And I will also say this steel. I love, I love it. The fact that it has grabbed you. I always, I always love again, when people experience new things and find enjoyment in them. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that's huge uh, to hear that. And, you know, it goes to something that we have been talking about, Steel, that Starfield is one of those games that, you know, always people should try. This is why you can't listen to the noise, why we always suggest you never listen to the noise. And again, for everybody in the chat right now, and for most of the people that listen to us, that doesn't, you guys all do that. You guys just try what you're going to try. You all know who you are as gamers. But more in general, the masses need to try this because, and try games like this. And it's not, I'm, it's not specifically Starfield, but it's just because we're talking about it here. You got to sometimes expand out because you never know what you're going to love. It's like when you hopped into Mass Effect and it became one of your goats uh, all time as far yeah, as franchise. Goes. Thousand out of the blue, you, you had no, you had no idea what it was going to be, but you hopped into it because, you know, I was talking about, everybody's talking about in the community. You heard it over time. Right. Like yeah, I had to go play this game. It's not normally your style per se, single player all the time, but you've been branching into that area. And here you go, you find a game and you find three games in mass effect legendary edition that you absolutely love. And, and this is what it's about. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm shocked steel. I, I didn't know if it was going to, get to that level and like you said it could change uh, obviously at any point i don't see um, it i don't see it changing yeah because if this is supposed to be the weaker parts of the game that people have been kind of talking about um yeah. then i don't see how the experience gets worse from here right yeah. um the time that i've spent shipbuilding and it's just it's not like i'm purposely seeking out oh let me make content about shipbuilding no it's just no. it's something no. you f- I accidentally fell into and was like, oh, what what, what can I do with this? It's kind of like what you were explaining earlier. Yeah. It's exactly how I felt about, hey, what can I do with this? And then it's like, oh, well, well, let me look up a picture. Let me see if I can maybe recreate right. something similar to this. And it started with the X-Wing and then it started and then it transferred into the gunship from Clone yeah. Wars, um, which is my one of my main ship right now because I have over 3,500 uh, cargo in there. Uh, so it's like. I use that for everything and it's literally a warship and it's not even a C class yet. I just got the B class reactor and I haven't had enough money to really upgrade it because every time that I do, I have another ship that I have in mind that I want a smaller (laughs) version because I, you know, I want something else out there that I can kind of use in between maybe uh, depending on what missions that I'm doing. It's just the, the amount of the amount of variety and the way that the game makes you feel and to MG's point, um, like Starfield over Armor Core 6 for me, as much as I do love Armor Core 6, and I love every ounce of what Armor Core has given me, and I still have to right. finish up my third playthrough of that game. And again, if that doesn't tell you enough of um, mm-hmm. what that experience brought me, I don't know what will. But the advantages that Starfield has over Armor Core is that there's much more of a of a vast story there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, an Armor Core does have a story, and but again, it yeah. fits it within that um, from software yeah. niche to where it's like, oh, some people are going to understand it and most people aren't, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not very upfront. It's more so the gameplay that really carries that game more than anything. Right. Whereas right. in here, um, for Starfield, it's every aspect of the game. You Whether, yeah. whether it's the conversations that you're having, the way that you approach the situations, um, 
how you kind of go about the journey. And again, I wasn't expecting for this game to be No Man's Sky. And I would reiterate this once again, as someone who also put 100 hours into No Man's Sky, I can say for 100 for 100, No Man's Sky versus Starfield, Starfield has all has all the things that I was missing from No Man's Sky. And again, I will iterate that the things that are missing from Starfield, I don't miss from No Man's Sky. Would it be cool? Right. Sure. Is it needed? Right. No. Right. Especially um, from the third person aspect. It's, it's, it's just been a really good time and I've been really enjoying it. And that's without crazy, gameplay enhancing mods or anything like that. It's just playing the game for what it is. So um, it's exciting to see, man. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm happy that at least I feel like Bethesda has broken through their typical mold with this yeah. game right as many as many people try are not wanting to acknowledge it for whatever reason um i again th this game is going to definitely grow over time you 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 think they have from my perspective as somebody who's played a lot of bethesda the 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 conversation we'll talk about that i don't i don't want to start another conversation because i know we're going to get into later and we got to get to upcoming week of games but yeah, yeah the fact is is that the people who say that bethesda hasn't evolved is bullshit you can see what they've learned through the years and where this game is different from their other games and mm -hmm. you can point to the obvious stuff and say well this isn't different this you know loading screens and all this kind of if you're only concerned if your main concern is, is loading screens and you're saying that the game is bad because of yeah. loading screens um yeah. i mean again like you use a reference on pm and the pm then god of war is bad because you can't jump right that that's that's what i'm saying that's what I'm saying. i think they've evolved i think they pushed the bar they took lessons learned from the past yes there are little quality of life things yes yeah. there are little nitpicks there are things that obviously i could say bethesda how the hell <laughs> did you not know that your fans were going to want this in this game in 2023 right. after all the conversations after all the mods of your other games like how could you not know like you should probably put this in the game like i could go down a list of that but overall the sandbox experience itself is even more complete now than it ever has mm -hmm. been before there are more things to enjoy and with you saying it's game of the year mm -hmm. I got to bring in Caitlin too. Obviously, shout out to Mav and Caitlin. This is not a game Caitlin would ever think of herself playing. Ever, ever. Caitlin knows herself as a gamer. She sticks to her games. I've seen people try to say, "Oh, she's just playing because Mav." She don't. She doesn't do that. Steel. We know that she mm -hmm. never jumped into Diablo just because we were all playing Diablo. She she said no. It, it doesn't interest me at all. Mm -hmm. She gave Starfield a try, and now she's got more hours than Mav does. She's got like 70 plus hours in Starfield. This is a game that Caitlin never would touch, but she has absolutely fallen in love with because she went into it with no expectations. She found that sandbox and decided to go play her way, which is what the greatest thing about, and I've said this time and time again about Bethesda games is, play how you want to play, create your own stories, go do what you want mm -hmm. to do. There's no right or wrong way on how to play a Bethesda game like mm -hmm. this. And she found her place in the sandbox and she's enjoying the hell out of it. Right. That's what it's that's about. That's the magic. And that's why I say that everybody should give it a try. If it winds up not being for you, it's not being for you. That's fine. Again, this continuous conversation about all the things that it's not instead of all the things that it is, is 
the the most and it, it's not even it's irritating to me but at the same time I'm, I'm at this point where i'm just laughing because like i said last night and like i said on pm the pm 5 10 15 years from now the people the professionals i'm not just talking about the 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 general audience but the professionals who have written these articles who are writing these articles about mm-hmm. starfield weekly now about what it isn't and what should be there and all this kind of stuff that should tell 10, you enough. years now yeah i could see the people 5 10 15 years from now i can see these same people writing articles going yeah i was too tough on stuff i don't think it's going to take that long it might not even take that long, I don't think but I'm just saying that, that I think it's funny because this is, this is, this is, this is why I've tried to impress upon people that you go into Bethesda games, do what you want to do. Don't think that there's a set right or wrong way, play how you want to play, mm-hmm. create your own stories. If, if you are one of those people who just want to see the mainline, mainline it. Jaffe did that. Jaffe calls this the greatest single player game he's ever played. Because, and he mainlined it. He did a couple side quests, right? But he mainlined. That's how he plays the, his games. Yeah, and he he and and Randall Thor, you know, Rand's still playing it, but he mainlined it for the most part. He, he played for about eighty hours. Mainlined, mm-hmm. did the faction quests, and loved every second of it. There's no right or wrong way here, folks. Just try Starfield. Um, all right, I'll leave it there. Um, no, I, I do want to go uh, real quick yeah. before we yeah, get into cool. upcoming games and everything. Um, yeah, PS, there, there, there is a, a bit of a PSA that I do want to put out there. Yeah. So, we, this is not the first time that we've talked about this, and this is probably what you were hinting at that we were going to talk, touch on later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but as far as reviews go, uh, whether it be Metacritic, right. Open Critic, whatever critic yeah. that you want to use to be a baseline for how you should feel about games, I need you to please find out whoever you are as a gamer, whoever you are mm. as somebody who enjoys the hobby, and stick with that. Um, if we're going to literally base everything on reviews and the, for the reviewers out there, especially that are stating that we as consumers, because I heard you mention this, Pong, um, don't know what the hell we're talking about. I'm going to tell you that you're an idiot and you don't know what you're talking about neither. Because as a consumer, I should have an understanding as somebody that considers this a hobby as a passion. I should have a base understanding of what I look for in games. Now, does everybody maybe have that rts approach or know how to be subjective when it comes to their games no but i will say this just because you're jaded by the amount of games that you have played and you being forced to play games for your job doesn't mean that you all of a sudden and I understand that you might have went to school and and that uh, you work for this big conglomerate and you feel good about yourself. Those are great things. You should. And I'm not going to be the guy to tell you that your opinion is less than mine. It's not. Your opinion should be held at value, right at higher you. value. Good. Your opinion should be held at higher value because you have put in the work to get to where you're at. But the problem is, is we have come to a point where things have been blatantly exposed that there is a bias. If it's not on one side versus the other side, that people are going to have a problem. And if you don't want to accept that as a reality, then you can live in whatever world that you want to live in. But I'm telling you, you're living, you're yourself are living in a fantasy world, not the consumers that you're trying to downplay or diminish or say that they're that we don't know what we're talking about. At the end of the day, this is video games. 
You're not reviewing anything else of value to me that can help in my real life, that can help in my house, that can help with the kids, that can help with any other aspect of life. It is a hobby. It is a passion. It has also been proven that reviewers don't hold the same value that they used to. Because sites like IGN, as an example, can be persuaded and have demonstrated that they also have their own bias and cannot be subjective. There's no reason, for an example, why Jedi Survivor was higher rated than Starfield was. And Jedi Survivor has more as great and as much as I love that game, every aspect of it, combat, story, the development was so much better than the first game. But goddamn, the performance on that game was terrible up front it was choppy it was even on a pc yeah i could power through a lot of that and maybe it didn't go down to 30 it'd go down to 45 from 60 but even on that is a problem and people ignored those things people said oh well the game's great don't worry play it you set a bad precedent and gave the game a higher rating kind of it's like you you purposely ignored things or tried to tell people you should ignore these things so that then when they go buy the game and they have all the negative experiences, um, that they should just be satisfied with that. And I, and I thought that we were supposed to be fighting back against that. The issues that we're seeing, the bugs that we're seeing, and none of those things are, at least in Starfield as an example, are things that negatively impact the experience for me no game is perfect game doesn't deserve a nine it doesn't deserve a 10 out of 10 but but any reviewer saying that gamers voice doesn't doesn't matter or that they don't know what they're talking about uh you maybe you need to go get your ego checked because there's nothing wrong with having an ego everybody should have some form of an ego give yourself that pride give yourself a, a reason to believe in the things that you're saying that's what it's about. Everybody has some form of an ego. If you don't, typically, you can you can become a pushover. Ego doesn't mean that you got to brag about everything and say that you're always right. That's not what ego's about. Ego's about just stand, standing for what you believe in. Ego's about... You know, have, having having an opinion and not letting others push you off of that opinion without good information to back their statements up to kind of enhance the conversation that you're having, right? And a lot of the ego that we're seeing nowadays is more so coming from a standpoint that, oh, I work here, so you should just respect my opinion. And I just don't agree with that. Again, please like laser general, just the same way we do with movies. If you, the reviews on movies have always been criticized because they're never accurate. There are some movies that have been terribly rated that have been some of the greatest movies. And it happens the same way in gaming. Please understand what you like, what your passion is, what your hobby is, um, the things that you're looking for, and then, move move on from there 
Reviews are just supposed to be a baseline idea of what's going on. And more and more people I'm seeing have come out, especially about Starfield, to say, oh, I felt like I was forced to play the game a certain way because I had to do a review. And you see that from other games also. Oh, I had to play the game a certain way because I got to do a review. And for the people <laughs> for the people that are like, don't agree that, oh, we don't do negative posts to get traction, you're an idiot. Because that's exactly why you do it. That's why the internet exists. As, as wide as it does, because negativity is a is a leech people love that shit it drives conversation it drives people coming to your website there is so it is so less likely that positive articles about starfield or any other game get pushed out there unless it's on one side of the fence or the other to where any of that matters so kind of wanted to give a little bit of a PSA there about that. Uh, again, everybody, everybody's opinion has value. But you have to determine what that, what their value means to you. Right? And again, I, I just feel like that goes right back to understand who you are, not only as a person, but understand who you are within your hobbies too. So that's uh, that's kind of where I wanted to leave it, leave it off with that. Um, again, I, I'm, I can't, I can't refute anybody who wants to give, um, any game a seven or an eight or whatever, but just don't, don't sit here and make it seem like oh, that. Oh, well, seven's a good score. Seven is an average, a seven. You might as well give the game a five. Now giving it a yeah, seven. Unfortunately, whether we agree or not agree in 2023. And if you say that that is still a good score and, and, your, and, IG, yes. and your IGN, yeah, but if you're, I don't agree with it. Go ahead. But if you're IGN and you say that that's a good score just because you put the word good underneath it, you don't understand your community. You don't understand the you change understand that has happened in this industry. Right. That's what I'm saying. You don't understand who you're talking to. If you're honestly going to say in 2023 that that still means a good score, you all know the conversations that happen around games that are under eights, even 8.5 now. It's yeah, like, look at that. Yeah. Right. Right. And so the fact is, is that you aren't in touch with the audience that you're supposedly talking to. And, and that's that's the shitty part. Right. So and again, I think, like I said, Steele, like to your point, what you were just talking about is very valid. Um, a lot of these reviewers played Starfield a certain way to get the reviews done. We've seen some of those same reviewers continue to play Starfield after the launch and have very high praise that flies in the face of the scores they initially gave Starfield. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's the part I was talking about that we're going to see articles later from these same people saying, Ooh, yeah, I was too, I was too hard on Starfield. I was too hard on Starfield. Now that I look back on it. Yeah. I probably should have given it a better score or I, I think differently about the game. Now I've seen, Opinions seemingly change on the fly as people have continued to play the game and played it a different way than from the style that they were using to get that review done. Mm -hmm. And it hits different for right. them. You right. can tell it. You can tell. So, yeah, I think it's all valid what you just said, Steel. And again, knowing who you are as a gamer certainly doesn't mean not trying things from yeah, time to time. Yeah. That's why I brought up the example of Caitlin, you know, for me, myself, not a souls fan tried Elden ring, had a great time for the 50, 60 hours I put into Elden ring. 
won't don't regret it for a second. I've tried to go back and play games that didn't hit me the first time. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean don't go outside the box and not try something. It just means if you do go try something and it winds up being something you don't enjoy, it's not something to hang your hat on and be like, I freaking hate this game. Oh my God. It just continues. You just move on and say, Hey, I tried something new. Didn't, Hey, then grab me. Okay. I know. I know it's just not for me. And, and you just move on this harping, this continuously harping about stuff that we don't like, or we don't, I just don't get that. Again, I don't come on. I don't come on living split screen. I don't come on all these shows every week and talk about Zelda because I hate Zelda. Like, I just like, it's just like, nah, if the topic comes up, I'll talk about Zelda. But otherwise I don't sit out here and, and go in people posts who are loving tears of the kingdom and go, why do you like this game? This game's trash. Why do you like this game? That shit's nonsense. I just move on. I just know the game's not for me, so I'm not going to be playing it. That's all. And that I think, Steel, that speaks to what you were talking about is, is just knowing who you are as a gamer. It doesn't mean yeah. don't try things. It just means, hey, just go go figure out exactly what it is that you do enjoy and enjoy those things. Figure out That's what you're looking for. Right. And if, yeah. it, if it has value to you, then find, then find yeah. out. Especially yeah. when you have services like Game Pass, as an example... Yep. Where you can fucking try it and see if it's for you or not. Correct. 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 You don't yeah, have to spend the seventy dollars. Like yeah. people are co- like coming across in this conversation, like you had to pay seventy dollars for it. You didn't. Try the fucking game and find out if it's for you or not. How, why, why is that such a difficult concept? I, I don't get. I don't get that. And it doesn't devalue the game because it's in Game Pass. It's the way that they're doing business. I literally can give a fuck less whether Microsoft is making billions of dollars off of Starfield. Right. They're charging us for online still. So what are we talking about? Right. To just get access to your content, you have to pay a subscription fee on any platform outside mm-hmm. of Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So what are we really talking about? And uh, I saw somebody else bring up a good point. Uh, who, who was it? Crispy Rambo. Uh, I don't care. IGN gave uh, a 7 out of 10, yeah. but I also have no problem with people questioning the intent of the guy who reviewed right. it. Because right. as a reviewer, you leave yourself open to criticism especially because that public, is part of your job. Especially when you're public about your comments about the company as a whole. That also. And, and, right. Yes. When you're when you're public, there there is... There is reasonable doubt that you had a neutral stance reviewing Starfield with how public you've been. And that's a fair question to have. And again, the review thing is a Mav has been extremely passionate about this. And I understand his passion. And I also understand the people that go, dude, you're pretty wrapped up in, you know, you know, Dan Stapleton giving it a seven. Like, I understand both sides of it. Right, right, right. The thing is that gets lost when we come into conversations or talk about reviews or talk about how the mainstreams, mm-hmm. the IGNs, the, there's something that's lost there. People assume that you're coming from your own, your own perspective, that it somehow affected you. That's not what this is about because most of us in this community already know that reviews should never have an effect on who you are as a gamer or whether or not you play a game. If it, you see interest in it, it's never for most of us. It's never about that. The, the reality is as much as we can sit here and talk over and over again about how reviews should not affect you as a gamer. 
the fact is, is that it does, IGN does have influence on the wider audience still. Metacritic still has influence on the wider audience that is not a part of this community, that is not in here keeping track of the gaming industry like Mm -hmm. we all do on a weekly, daily basis. It does have an effect on that. So from that perspective, People like Mav who are extremely upset. I, I've gotten to the point where I, it's irritating, but it just I laugh at it. But I still understand the wider impact that those types of reviews can have that will stop those people who are casual gamers from trying a new game that maybe could be yeah. one of the best experiences they've ever had in it's their life. Casual. And again, it's their responsibility they choose to be that way but that's the that's the majority of consumers out there and the majority of consumers do go to places like i it doesn't matter what we're talking about video games car shopping it doesn't matter the the vast majority of consumers will go to mainstream professional sites and trust that opinion so from that perspective it does have an impact and that's why we still talk about it. it doesn't have an impact on me doesn't have an impact on steel doesn't have an impact most of the people in our chat right now but the wider audience who may go ooh, a seven yeah i know it says good there but oh man look at all these criticisms i'm just not going to try that game i'm just not going to play it i'm, I'm just not going to try it and they could be missing out on something that really could be great for them right that's where i still say that there is a conversation to be had about those scores and about potential conflicts of interest or bias or whatever you want to call it again i'm not here to change anybody's mind no. you believe there's no bias in all these reviewers that's fine you believe whatever you want to I, I, i'm People not here to change your mind flat, I'm, so i'm hey, not here to fight with you guys you. over it I'm just saying for me personally, I will question certain people that have been public in their statements about their negativity uh, towards Xbox, towards Microsoft when they review a game for Xbox and seemingly their score is lower than a lot of others. I will always say, hmm. You can't well, say that there's nothing. I'm also going it. to question people who think that cinematic experiences and cinematic yeah. games are better yeah. games or should be Correct. rated higher and the than way any other game. It. And the way they review it. Correct. And the, no, their words. Not, not rocking with right, that. Right, right, right. Their words also kind of show where they're coming from. And I got to question that perspective sometimes on the games. Again, their opinion is their opinion. Not here to fight over their opinion. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you still say, where did that opinion come from? That opinion doesn't make a whole lot of sense when you read the review. Like, why did they? Then they go into spaces and don't even know that you have to put a skill point into stealth to use stealth. Like, come on. Then I got to then I got to go. Okay. Okay. Come on now. Uh, Anyways. All right. That's enough of that. Uh, Wow. What a conversation. Still, you just blew me away with uh, giving a game of the year. So uh, honest, man. Again, it's not it's not anything else. So. No, of course not, because you've been honest about Fallout, you've been honest about Skyrim, what they didn't do for you, and all that good stuff. So no, I, I, yeah, that's that's crazy though. Um, good stuff, man. Uh, real, real good stuff. All right, Steel, let's get into if you're ready. Yeah, of course. This upcoming week of games. Upcoming games. And let's also real quick, Steel. I got to do this. I got to shout out the chat. Keeper Grant six nine two. What is going on, Dakato? Wait, the world isn't flat. Hey, Dakato, it's up for debate. No, personally, I don't think the world's flat, but plenty of people do. Eastside Vandal, what is going on? Nixie, the one and only Nixie. What is happening? Pixel Bit G in the house. What's going on? We got Code Oregon. Oh, God, I always screw this one. 
Ugun Rame is in Ogun the house. Ogun Rame. What's going Ogun Rame. I love it. Uh, what's going on? Tim the Sorcerer's in here. Live supremacy. What is going on? We got the one, the only fun speculation, a.k.a. Mav, is up in the house. What's going on? We've got, uh, who else we got in here? We got Calorate. Calorate. What's going on, Calorate? We got MG dropping on in what here. We got, we got Parasite. 82 green in the house. What's going on, Parasite? We got Nam Omar in the what house. Nam? We got, of course, we got why so serious. What's going on, why? Uh, Doom Reaper is in the house. What's going on, Doom? Great to have you a part of the show. Dan the man Cunningham, one of the OGs. What's going on, Dan? Great to see you, my friend. Go go Poe is in here. What's going on, go go? Uh, who else? We got Crispy Rambo is in the house. What's going on, Rambo? Uh, we got Sappho in the house. What's going on, Sappho? Real quick, uh, so um, is, Jasper, because I heard I heard you talking about the first uh, Descendant beta. Yeah. Um, if yeah. you're jumping in on PC, I would like to see if maybe we can end up linking up to play because I want to see what that feels like too. Um, because you're supposed to be we're supposed to be able to do that. Uh, because I was going to originally hold off because he was saying, hey, um, for upcoming games, kind of don't forget to mention that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I I played the closed beta. Uh, what was that? I feel like it was almost a year ago at this point. But yeah. I played the closed beta. Was really impressed by it, and to see all the changes that they that they have made now. Um, I don't. I was going to hold off on it, but if I can end up jumping in with somebody, for example, Jasper, you end up on or whatever. Um, I think we might do that because I think I'm planning to stream it and uh, that's how the night get people out. I think I posted that too. So yeah, yeah I'll mention it. I'll mention Monday, that I think. upcoming game. Tuesday. Uh, all right. Yeah, Sample said, I don't understand why people could say whatever they want and complain when somebody pushes back. Yeah, that's the yeah, other yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the playing the victim. Uh, again, personal attacks aside. Again, if you get personal with anybody over a review, that's where you cross the line for me. It's again, it's not personal attacks are never allowed on either side. Uh, but just claiming victim when people question or criticize you for your opinion. That's the other part. Yeah, no, I never understand that either. Uh, but who else we got up in here? I think I already shot out Eastside Vano. Yeah, I did. Eastside, always great to see you, brother. Um, God, you guys have been talking. The Sly Crow is in here. What's going on, Sly Crow? Sly Crow asked, Steel, and you'd be better positioned to okay. answer this yeah. question because of how you played the game a little bit. Mm -hmm. Does Starfield have any meaningful choices and, uh, and over-the-top quests compared to Fallout quests? Now, you didn't play a lot of Fallout, so not yeah, specifically that, but to, to you, that. was there meaningful choices and over-the-top quests so far from what you played? I feel like every choice that I make is meaningful um, because if okay. I, for example, especially during the persuasion moments, if I don't yeah. do the persuasion thing, that it kind of you're kind of limited on the options that you have uh, on how you approach a situation. Now, as far as the overall story goes, I don't know. I don't know what impact my choices make on the overall story because I haven't progressed the main story. I've only progressed the, some of the faction yeah. stuff, and I have no telling. I have, I, there's no telling how that's going to impact it. I will say this again: spoiler warning for anybody that doesn't want spoilers. Um, after I completed the Crimson Fleet quest, I don't really see the Crimson Fleet that often anymore. Okay. Not as often as I used to. Yeah. As you used to, right? Right, yeah. right, right. Now, there's some again, I got the wanted perk, so I still get people who try to chase after me. But because also, uh, well, no, I'm not using the Mantis ship anymore. Because so I customized that. Because uh, the when I when I did when I customized the X-wing, that was one of the things that was pretty dope. Mm -hmm. uh, that 
anytime that I would fly out, they would just, people would just, I would like start a battle in space and then they would turn around like, oh, it's the Mantis! Everybody run! <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I don't know. Is it is it impactful like how Mass Effect was per se? Not not necessarily from what I've experienced thus far, but again, I don't know how it's going to impact the main story or whatever the case. Um, so generally speaking, their factions quests in most of their games are kind of standalone quests, and okay. you know that is like again, there's always going to be a balance there. Does it change the overall world? No matter how many different factions you join and they they can be in conflict with each other, you could be part of both. Like none of that has been to that level where it's impacted like you're because I don't think they want to take away from the main game. Like if you decide to go one faction, all of a sudden you couldn't do another faction or all of a sudden it broke the game because now you were a part of two warring factions and that just doesn't make sense in real life. Like that's the part where it's, this is still a game. Right. And then they, yeah. they don't do that kind of stuff. Tim, the sorcerer, him and Tim, the sorcerer were having a conversation. I saw Tim said the Sly Crow put in 600 hours in Fallout 4. The little story I played in Starfield was already better than Fallout 4 for me. But maybe yeah. I missed something in Fallout 4. So there's another perspective yeah. as well. Um, nice. You guys having great conversations amongst each other. too. Geo Walker. What is going on? Geo Oats in the house. What's going on? Oats says damn steel dropping Saturday morning. Inspirational Ooh. talk. Ooh, that's right. That's right. You know what you're going to get here um, all the time. Uh, Mr. Kima is in the house. What's going on, Mr. Kima? Mr. Kima thinks that there is a personal vendetta against Xbox and the media. And Mr. Kima, not everywhere, but I do tend to agree that there's certain people who certainly do have, I think, an agenda. Sanchez MTZ yeah. Gaming, what's going on? We got Sour Blow 18 in the house from International Xbox International. What's going on, Sour Blow? Always great to see you, brother. Go check those dudes out over at International. Um, who else we got up in here? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Man, you guys are just talking up a storm. Holy cow. God, I'd love to see all of you. Uh, let's see if I'm Blue Moon FC's in the house. What's going on, Blue Moon? I see you. What's going on, brother? Great to have you always on a Saturday morning dropping on in here. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Anybody else that I missed? My God. Stanley Fritz. What's going on, Stanley? Uh, it's close as you'll ever get to me singing, which is absolutely horrible, as you already heard. Mm -hmm. uh, Lord Master Jasper, brother, actually a guy who Steel was just talking about. What's going on, Lord? Uh, God Emperor Sofa King is in the house. What's going on? We got Web Dave in the house. What's going on, Web Dave? I see you. We got it's Timmy, of Timmy. course, dropping in here. What's going on, Timmy? Jack's 82. I see you in here. The Black John is in here. What's Whoa. going on, Black John? He was in here earlier saying, I haven't finished Armor Core yet. Neither have I, sir. I'll be going back to it. Um, Dragon Heart, Yobi, the legend, the one and only in here. We got Jacob Novick in the house, Gentlemen. dropping a member for one month saying, think that Xbox will be ahead PS game. PS, uh, okay, think that Xbox will be ahead PlayStation game to year soon. Okay, that's a bold statement. Uh, PlayStation oh, is still selling extremely, yeah. extremely well, um, but you never know. Tables can turn fast in this industry. Uh, Xbox gets out of roll. They yeah, flip especially they after this it. most recent PlayStation showcase, I will. I yeah. was expect. I know they kind of set an expectation a bit, yeah. but I was expecting for them to pull out a couple nah. stops. They told um, us no. And they told us no. Listen to him, Steel. 
They're reloading, baby. They got nothing. They got they're That's reloading. That's all it is. AKW, I see you dropping in here. What is going on? Fahib's God, of course, is in here. What's going on, Fahib? What is going on in here? Masshole 1977. Great to have you a part of our show. Captain Crunch in the house. One of my favorite all-time serials, underrated by a bunch of people. Captain Crunch, beautiful day. It is a beautiful day. I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I think I've got everybody in here. Uh, Smitty Smith, I see you dropping in here. Smitty, what's going on? Salute to you, brother. Dr. Funkenstein, I did see. I do this and people drop in. P1553D, what is going on? Whoop, whoop. What up, peeps? What is going on with you, P1553D? Uh, great to have you in here as well. Uh all right. I think I've got everybody, anybody out there lurking, anybody who I didn't get to listen, nothing but love and respect. Thanks for dropping in here with me and Steel on a beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning on Living Split Screen. We are going to get to this upcoming week of games Ooh. and we'll just start. So I don't forget, like Jasper was saying, um, it's not actual release, but obviously it is something that maybe people are interested in. Um, and that is uh, First Descendants open beta. Uh, and that happens on the 19th, if I'm not mistaken, Steele. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say this week, it starts on the 19th. So mm-hmm. if you are interested in a new looter shooter, right, check out First Descendants that it will be this week. Um, all right, let's go. This is the week of the 18th. And so September 18th, Gloom Haven. We're going to start with Gloom Haven. This is a tabletop brought to video games. Okay. Gloom Haven has uh, been around for a while. It's coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. So if you like tabletop games that are transferred over to video games, and there's been a lot of them through the years. Gloomhaven is another one of those. This is developed by Saber Interactive. So obviously, good quality developer. uh, Published by Twin Sales Interactive. It is a strategy game. Again, that's why I said it's tabletop. It's going to be turn-based. It is your strategy type game. Um, This has been out on PC since 2019. And it is now finally coming to consoles. So Gloomhaven this week. Looking forward to checking that out at some point down the road. I have no idea when, but I do want to look at that game because I've watched some stuff on it and it Mm -hmm. looks pretty damn cool. Um, A big one that's getting really, really good talk now, Steve. This is coming to Game Pass day and date. Um, I believe it is early access right now for people who did buy it. Um, Big big version. Yeah, another one of those early access. I did want to see, because it is going to be in Game Pass, I wonder if there's like an upgrade path for that, like how how other games have been. I don't know if there ever was. Yeah, I don't know if there was one for this or not. But but Lies of P, and I've seen people, Souls fans are already hitting this game. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people in this community, obviously. um, Lies of P is getting... Pretty high praise from everybody, Steel. Um, I know yeah, I'm, um, I'm trying to think. Uh, the reviews came out. Let me see here real quick. Let me see where it sits on Open Critic. I was, right um, while you're doing that, Paul, I will say, because I saw MG and you brought it up earlier yeah. that uh, Fighting Cowboy uh, was having some issues with uh, Lies of P and the, like some of the difficulty and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, he was like, Steel, I want to I want to see you stream it uh, just <laughs> because of that. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I definitely might, man, for sure. I mean, yeah. Lies of P is definitely a game that, 
um has been on has been on my radar since they have announced it and it's definitely what i want to jump into man uh to see see how i was feeling i love the the, the spin that they're doing with, with pinocchio uh and the overall world yeah. of pinocchio and i, I want to see how they cool how they combine some screenshots already um that uh really have a that the style just oozes out of this game right so mm -hmm. um and this was uh it's sitting at 82 on open critic which is a good score for this type yeah, of game um cool. coming from a developer that hasn't been known right so and and people are like i said the souls fans out here i've seen a lot of them um really praise this game and say that it's been pretty damn cool um so so liza p i will not be doing it i tried the demo again souls games just aren't my thing it's not open world like elden ring so it really doesn't offer me anything there tried the demo and i was like you i'm not banging my head against this one i just i, I love the style love the story love the atmosphere that they've got going on again i i wish i had the patience for souls games because i do absolutely love their theme, their darkness, Lords of the Fallen looks like it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. I would love to be able to jump into that game. It's just not going to be for me. So, and like Steel was talking about, know who you are as a gamer. Again, I've tried these games multiple times. I will always try demos. I will always give them a shot. I just know, again, I, I can know right away. Elden Ring was different because of the open world mm -hmm. exploration part of it, right? And that I could go, and if I found an enemy that I couldn't beat, I didn't have to stick around. There was a billion other things I could go do, right? Mm -hmm. So that was the difference with Elden Ring for me. Um, but uh, Liza P, no, but it looks fantastic. I, I hope still you do streaming because I want to see some of your gameplay. Um, another big one that has come out, obviously, in early access. I know people are up in arms about this deal mm. nowadays with games. Uh, what is the official release date? It's not official release the date official, if you're letting people buy in. The official early. release date is the is the official release oh, date, dog. Like it's on, not man. that it's really not that why, serious. Why are we doing it's this? It's an option. You don't it, have to have it. It doesn't make the game worse. It doesn't make, oh, these guys are gonna have a fucking advantage over me because they've been playing the game for extra days. They're gonna be able to beat my ass. It's a fucking fighting game. Like Bro. it's it's literally I, I, I can understand if it was a live service game and you got early access. What I, like I get it in that aspect. I can hear that piece of the conversation. I still don't agree, but I can hear it. And shit like this, Starfield, other games that have early access yeah. options, it is yeah. not that big of a fucking deal. It it Bro, really isn't. It's an option. I swear, I swear it's people being upset at their own FOMO skills. Ex exactly. And they get and they get very That's mad exactly at it. That's exactly what it is. And they project it on other people. I want to play it right saying, now. Instead of then then buy in or don't buy in. But who the hell cares? It's it's another business model and play it's a complete it right option. Yeah, right. Exactly. I need to play it right now. It's right. not fair. I know. And of course, we are talking about Mortal Kombat 1 here uh which surprisingly some people <laughs> i've seen have some criticism of mortal kombat 1 2 so far really? uh, some people aren't overall yeah um what they've been not not graphically right graphically, oh, no, graphically it's, a, game, yeah, it's gorgeous game especially right? compared Gorg to 11 bro <laughs> the clips that i've seen gorgeous game oh, but i've seen God. some people really starting to shred some of the acting um obviously and oh, then uh, shred some of the story um again i don't know what you guys all expected um I don't know why people are in this mode that we think devs who have been making high quality 
highly praised games are all of a sudden going to completely do something different than that they're known for, such as Bethesda, such as Nether Realms. I don't know what you guys wanted, but devs, I'm all about them. Me, I always will praise them when they try something new. But if they want to continue to lean in what to made them great, I will never knock them for that. So uh, Mortal Kombat 1, official launch this week. Of course, Nether Realms uh, looks awesome. Again, some of the single player stuff that I've been seeing, because I'm a single player fighter guy, it looks pretty damn cool, man. Um, And I'm not going to lie. I'm interested. I will. Again, I always pick up fighting games uh, when they go on sale down the road. I hop into them because, again, I'm not about the competition scene. I don't care. Um, It's about me versus the PC and whatever, uh, or me versus the AI and whatever uh, single player experience they give me. That's what I look forward to. I like the stories, um, like all different types of fighting games. So I'll be hopping to Mortal Kombat 1, but I know a lot of people are jumping in right now. Yeah. And Mortal Kombat 1, uh, pretty good reviews. I think it's sitting there right around 85 or something like that. It's not bad. Um, 84, something like that. And there's a- um, not not as high praise as Street Fighter 6, which again to me is a little odd, but it is what it is. Street Fighter 6 has a special place for people. Uh, Mortal Kombat, I thought would, but again, Mortal Kombat's going to some- sell more though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Mortal Kombat will sell more for sure. For sure. Um, um yeah. the other thing too about Mortal Kombat is that they've added extra modes, especially for single player, yes. whether you yes. want to so that you can about. dive deeper. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. so many yeah. more. They they brought back a lot of the classic stuff, but also enhanced it even more. I'm excited to jump into it. I don't know when exactly I'm going to end up jumping in on it. Um uh, just because of some other games that are around. Again, if I do end up playing um The Last Ascendant, if I do end up playing Lies of P, if I do end up playing, I still got a I still got a Starfield has a lot of my attention right now and i i haven't been able to play it all week so right. there's i have some catching up to do as far as that goes so it yeah. is really it, it just really depends on where i'm at but I, I am extremely interested in playing mortal kombat one um and it's and it's, 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 it's looking good so shout out to mortal kombat <laughs> shout out to ed boone and that team man doing their thing for sure 100 um what else we got coming up here of course come on game informer there we go um all right so you suck at parking you suck at parking. Uh, this came out on PC last year. Uh, shout out to Indie Gamer, uh, who loves this game. He actually streamed this game a bunch last year. It's absolutely hilarious. It's by uh, developed by Happy Volcano, published by Happy Volcano. They call it a they call it a racing game. Hmm. I guess in a way it is, but it's all about perfectly parking kind of what the title is you suck at parking um anyways it's a cool little game go check it out it's finally coming to all consoles again playstation 5 xbox series playstation 4 xbox one and switch september 19th you suck at parking uh if you're into indie games definitely go check that one out for sure um party animal steel yep this game that has been delayed that we saw like what two and a half years ago i think we saw party animals Feels like uh, come least. to game pass day and date um this is listen it's party animals you you're you're a bunch of look like stuffed animals it looks fun as hell i'm not gonna lie and you run around and try to throw the animals around they've got mini games like soccer they've got all sorts of stuff in this game party animals looks like it's going to be a blast uh you know again am i gonna jump into a day one no i'm not gonna but it looks cool as hell uh in a lot of ways by recreate games published by source technology again game pass day and date um it is a party game through and through um xbox series uh xbox one and pc september 20th party animals finally here for everybody who's been waiting on that 
Days of Doom, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, September 21st. Uh, this is developed by Sneaky Box, published by Atari, and it is a strategy game. I saw a video on this. Really cool color usage, really cool aesthetic. I, again, there's so much strategy, so much tactics. We are in the golden age, folks. I, I'm in heaven right now. I don't know if I'll ever get to this game, but it's on my list. Um, Days of Doom uh, this week as well. Go check that out, September the 21st. Um, and then another one this week, Steel, uh, Game Pass, mm-hmm. Day and Day, um, a game that people play a lot. Uh, and this is the new one, Payday 3. Uh, Payday 3 looks fun as hell. I'm not going to lie. Been watching videos on it. It's payday. So don't like think that all of a sudden they changed their formula up. It's payday. But as a co-op multiplayer game, one of the good ones out there, it, so. it, it is. It, it is good. And payday two had a lot of performance issues, a lot of problems. Um, never really ran well um, until very late in the process. They continue to support that game nonstop. And that's why they have a fan base. Uh, I fooled around with Payday 2. If it wasn't for Starfield, I'd certainly be jumping into Payday 3 uh, with the Fun Spec fam um, and checking it out. Uh, but uh, Payday 3 is a big get for Xbox overall. It's a great spot to have it on Game Pass. It is coming to PlayStation 5, obviously Xbox Series consoles and PC. No last gen uh, this time around. Payday 3 looks hella fun. Um, and I know a lot of people are going to jump into it. So it's a big one. Um then we got this in the Nintendo Direct, but it is dropping already this week. We got to look at it uh, again. Uh, for all you Ada Wong fans out there from Resident Evil, Resident mm-hmm. Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC, which does focus on Miss Wong, uh, looks really, really good. Again, I will be hopping into Resident Evil 4 Remake at some point. I do want to play it again. It's bo- I played the demo. Uh, with the updates and all the upgrades, it's borderline for me, but I can do it again. Didn't like the chainsaw dude chasing me, but that's Resident Evil for you. Um, I'm going to jump into it at some point. Glad that Capcom is again knocking it out of the park. The DLC looks cool. Uh, that comes this week. PlayStation 5, Xbox Series, PlayStation 4, PC, September the 21st. And that's it for this week's deal next week we got a big one big dlc next week um it's actually an expansion um but we will talk about that uh because they showed off an amazing trailer steal in cyberpunk yeah they did random liberty that's next week that will start off our list next week but that was your upcoming week of gaming folks that's right lots of good stuff dropping so again i won't be touching it because starfield but i know we got games coming just left and right now still mm-hmm. so yeah plenty of stuff to get pulled into um resident evil 4 um that ada and i think wesker is coming yeah. into yes um, yes it, it looks it definitely looks interesting i don't know how much of how many gameplay elements um they're gonna bring in for her because she seems to be much more nimble uh it seems like there's much more movement when it comes to ada uh which I, that's some of the stuff that i remember from her um, yeah. things that people used to hint about and people used to talk with me about when we had conversations about Resident Evil. Because again, uh, Resident Evil is another one of those where I, I am kind of the the casual when it comes to those games. If I ever did play Resident Evil 4 Remake, um, again, it's only going to be the one time. I don't see how people play that game multiple times over. Um, yeah. But I mean, they, you know, teach their own. I, I know people like it. Uh, yeah. It's a remake. I don't think remake should be considered for game of the year, so I don't agree with that. But Nonetheless, nope. Um, nope. I'm in the same boat. And, oh, and before we move on to steel, I want to throw this out there because okay. this was a shadow drop yesterday. Oh, wow. And 
I am part of the 1%. Okay. This is not a game for everybody. It's okay. PC only. Okay. It's early access. But I did oh, uh, buy a game steal when I said I wasn't going to be buying any games. And I, because I got to support the devs on this one. Again, going back to my statement that this is the golden age of gaming, which mm-hmm. I've been saying since I jumped in this community, I am getting to relive childhood memories, formative years. And this happened yesterday out of the blue. It's on Steam. Early access is also on uh, GOG, GOG. Mm-hmm. So if you guys are interested in this, I got we got we got some old heads in here. Digital Eclipse, who are great devs. Uh, they did like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Digital Eclipse, out of the blue, steel wizardry. One of the original dungeon crawling. I talked about this, and I forgot to mention this in my opening. I become the dollar store oracle around here, Steel. <laughs> you have, yeah. I mentioned Good Ultima. Point. I mentioned Ultima a couple weeks ago. Todd Howard has an interview after that where he talks about the influence that Ultima had on gaming. Right. Last week, I believe it was last week. Again, my old memory doesn't work all the time, but I believe it was last week, Steel. Yeah, it was last weekend. We'll talk about when that. we I think it was this day in gaming where mm-hmm. I mentioned was. old games a lot because we're talking about older games all the time. Mm-hmm. I brought up wizardry. Wizardry is along with might and magic and Ultima three games that heavily influenced my love of RPGs. And I brought up that the fact that there was this, I think, I believe he's a single dev in um, Japan that actually remade one of the wizardries. And it's, it doesn't even have, they're working on English translation, all that kind of stuff. Right. It's on steam as well right now. So I had brought up wizardry and lo and behold, digital eclipse shadow drops a widget wizardry, the first wizardry remake updated it. You can also switch between the old Apple to E style. So oh, we're wow. talking green screen folks and the new style, which is fully up to date. They kept it a dungeon crawler. They've added quality of life stuff back in the day with dungeon crawlers. For those of you that don't know, like Might and Magic, like Wizardry, you had to get graph paper and map everything out as you went along. They didn't include maps for everybody complaining about no city maps in Starfield. Okay, back in the day, we had to pull out graph paper and map everything out. Okay, that's how it worked in dungeon crawlers. They've added maps to this obviously quality of life experience but that dropped yesterday it's 30 bucks right now it's early access so they're continuing to build the game they said that the price is probably going to go up as it gets closer to launch whenever they decide to officially launch this game but for anybody out there looking for that old school dungeon crawler experience with an updated flair or you can actually switch back to the old apple 2e version if you want to um, wizardry is now available so i actually did buy it steel i'm going to support this shout out to digital clips i made a post um steel about it i didn't tag digital clips i didn't tag um wizardry i just put the word wizardry in there mm-hmm. but mike mika head of digital eclipse liked my post and then he went ahead and followed me like so shout out to digital eclipse shout out to mike mika um again i'm going to support this game I can't wait to jump into it. I haven't jumped into it. I downloaded it last night. Um, but uh, yeah, Wizardry did drop. So any of you old heads that want to jump into something old school, do it. 
do it. Wizardry is one of the classics. And I talked about it last week. Wizardry is also hardcore. I don't know if the new version is as hardcore as the old version. Right. We're talking permadeath. We're talking about you walk into the wrong area. You're going to lose your entire party and start from scratch. Okay. That kind of hardcoreness, right? That that's how it was back then. Um, so yeah, I had to give that a special shout out. Sorry, Steele. I know we're making this longer than it has to be, but no, you're good. Uh, just trying to see something here. Oh, there it goes. Uh, I thought I froze some stuff up. No, I mean, you're, you're good. Uh, there's a lot of def definitely some dope games that are coming coming in and dropping out. Uh, so that's it, definitely interesting to see. I was trying to see if I can get some more uh, gameplay up here on the screen for you guys. So bear with me as I do that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> no, nah, I dare you to pull a graph paper to, for Starfield maps. That's what I'm talking about now. Back in the day, obviously, dungeon crawlers. A little bit more fitting for graph paper because it was set up like you were basically doing D&D, &D, which you did all your maps on graph paper back right. in the day. Um, that's how they were set up. But yeah, that's what I was saying. But even just take a city. People are complaining that there's no maps for the cities of Starfield. I have zero problems learning cities. I don't know how people run around cities and don't know cities. Again, it's a different time. It's a different day and age. My brain works differently than current gen people um, or people who have forgotten how we used to play games. I learned the cities like are there times sure where I go, God dang it. Where was that? Yeah. But they've got, you know, signs up and it's really easy to find and you kind of learn yeah. as you go. But again, they're going to add the maps to Starfield. They've already talked about that. It's an upcoming patch. So don't worry. Everybody who needs maps for cities, you guys are going to get them. But yeah, that's uh, that's how we used to do it. And no, I would not be able to pull out graph paper for planets on Starfield. That would not work well. I would need a whole lot of paper. Let's put it that way. That's a fact. That is a fact. Well, I mean, with coming off the uh, heel of the upcoming games, I mean, Pong, do you want to talk about uh, that amazing playstation showcase how uh how how much of a an impact playstation is about to make for the rest of this year uh how great that showcase was are you going to get uh what was that called uh little steps or what was that game called small steps baby steps oh baby, baby steps, steps. Baby um you got pre-ordered you got got that game pre-ordered you're going to get a playstation for that one the, the the community is uh, affectionately calling is the Dreamcast guy simulator. Oh, whoa, Dreamcast whoa. guy. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Because they said the dude looked like Dreamcast guy. Hey, so, yo. Um, nothing but compliments for him. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, no, Steel, I'm not gonna play Baby Steps. I played Human Fall Flat again. Same developer. Shout out to them. Oh, One wow, of the most okay. played games. Human Fall Flat. Nice. Again, I yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Same, same developer um again it's that it's that physics based mm -hmm. got to move every limb type game right you got to control how the guy walks and all that kind of stuff right um so shout out to them uh but no that's not my style game and i'm not going to put time into it well that's unfortunate pong because uh, i thought that was going to be your game of the year <laughs> uh, i thought you were going to get a that was going to finally be the one that's going to get you to get a playstation um but they did show some other things again there was a lot of third party and I'll be I'll be openly honest and say that I I did expect some some extra flavor to be there, right? Um, I did expect from some some stellar blade. Um, I did expect for some maybe some updates or some other things, uh, and we didn't get any of that. That's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I thought PlayStation had a card that they were holding. I heard some people say that you know PlayStation is just they're getting ready, they're loading up, and they're about to shoot. Uh, especially when this uh, showcase was announced. But uh, apparently it didn't do that. Uh, I'm not going to go through the entire thing. I'll just go through some some of the main highlights. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with Helldivers. Uh, I definitely want to get your opinion on that. But Helldivers seemed pretty cool. Uh, it, 
it, I don't know if it looked as interesting or I don't know if it looked as good as it did when we saw it the first time. Not to say that it looks bad or whatever, and I'm not going to say it's a downgrade. I'm not saying any of that. Um, it just, I don't know. There's something a little off by it uh, that's weird to me. I don't know if it's the, the gunplay, if it's the movement. Again, I'm always critical about making the characters feel like they are part of that world. And it seemed like there was a form of a disconnect there, but it does seem like it would be a really cool party game, right? Um, for me, for us to get together, uh, we get in there and, you know, me and Jasper are going to, you know, always bring you guys back, make sure you guys are in the fight. Uh, I did like the aspect of more of it's more definitely more team oriented seemingly uh i liked when they we was when they had the rocket launcher and it was like oh help me load you know the launcher up you i was like that yeah too, that was super yeah. fire that was super fire to me i, I like that because <laughs> yeah. it, it adds an extra element yep. of like pressure and the way that rocket launcher was shooting it was like one after they loaded doom doomed like it was it yep. was really cool to see that and the way that it impacted the monsters too like it will break them apart in certain areas um what really did it for me is when they sent out uh when he was like hey I'm, I'm gonna throw out this whatever it was explosion I whatever i still hate the fake gameplay stuff that they yeah. do like the, we gamers don't talk like that bro like yeah. come on man anyways sorry <laughs> yeah no it it, de it definitely seemed like they were trying too hard but also yep. were like they were dying like i don't know it's just like they were in the thick of it, it seemed like and i don't know if they had played this game before i don't know if they had something to do with the studio and I, I don't know any of these things maybe they were just random people uh so yeah. you definitely seemed like they didn't necessarily <laughs> they were confused in some sections uh they were like hyper aggressive but it does seem like there's a lot of that tension that that's supposed to be there that i do like um in those in those types of games the customization is there seemingly i don't know how deep that's going to be but it did look interesting leveling up uh getting a new equipment new armor and i'm, I'm interested because it gives me a lot of stormtrooper feels um in a different way for sure uh, but i would like to see you know that sequence when they come from come from the ship and drop down onto the planets heavy odst vibes in that it's it seems really dope and i'm excited i want to play that on pc it was interesting to find out that it's not releasing this year uh because i thought that that was kind of in line with the Late. expectation um yep, it's it coming out in february so it was it was a 2023 launch window see, that's what uh, i th see, had, that's what yeah, i thought yeah. i saw yep. that i saw uh, i saw that date get announced i was like thought that game was releasing this year what happened to that and uh, i mean again maybe, maybe they needed more time i'm all for that uh it's it just seemed it seemed it seemed cool though man uh chia walker says oh he coming my way please help and it, it didn't he wasn't even like stressed he just bro oh, he coming my way please help bro that's what okay. i'm saying it's so panned it's not even it's so yeah. bad bro it's, it it's staged. i hate those i seems they, you don't even have to have the, don't have the dialogue just show me the gameplay please just do that i i again we don't need all the talk oh god and shout anyway. out to nixie shout out to nixie he said y'all want a variety you're getting variety yep. sure yeah, yeah you're definitely getting variety again oh, yeah. That's why Pong Absolutely. said he's not as critical on it as some other people were. Nope. I'm not as critical on it either. I do think that Spider-Man, and we'll get into that. Um, I nope. guess we'll go ahead and ro um, transition to that. I do think that Spider-Man, again, um, saved, saved the showcase. It's kind of interesting uh, to see it the first time not be presented in its best light, some of the issues that you're seeing. I still thought it was cool from what we saw. I did... Again, I do think that first presentation locked it in for me that I'll just wait for the game to come to PC. Um, and I do think 
I, I am a little bit more excited about Spider-Man than I was from that original showcase. Definitely a much better showing. Um, there was also other gameplay that was put out there, more involved with... Um, Oh, it was the lizard that they that they ended up showing. They showed the boss uh, battle and whatnot. Some people were flown out and got to see that. The Spidey suits looked looked really dope. For me, I, I'm still. I don't know how much more expansive this game is going to be than the first game was, and I'm not. And I, and I don't want to say that necessarily as a knock to the game, because it does look like they 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 put they poured some more of their soul into this one, right? Uh, and I, and I'm and I am feeling pretty good about it. But again, I still I'm still in the belief that for me this game hasn't sold me a console. Um, I don't know if it's supposed to, especially knowing that their games are coming to PC. Maybe it's because of uh, my experience from Spider-Man 2018 when I played it on PlayStation 4 to my experience of excuse me what I got from when Spider-Man came to PC. It was night and day. Like the experience that I had playing Spider-Man on PC made the experience that I had on place on PlayStation Four seem almost non-existent. Right? It made it, it. It really. It was such a night and day difference, along with um, some of the additional elements, modding, and uh, some of the other things that also enhanced that experience for me on PC that made it really valuable. Uh, so there is that. Um, MG says still there are they're adding more boroughs at NYC, mm -hmm. Queens, etc. And that's cool. Yeah. But it also seems like they're adding more of the same things that were in the first game as far as like fetch uh, fetch things and whatnot. And again, that could be in the game. They want you to traverse through the world, go through different uh, go through different spaces. The one thing that I will say that was blatantly obvious is that the um, and this was one of my number one complaints about Spider-Man 2018, the world definitely seems like it's more lived in at least. Mm, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Which, more which, populated for sure. For sure. Which is yeah. again, hardware so that was one of the number one takeaways for me uh, as far as the combat goes. Yeah, you could tell that they enhanced that. It's just, it does seem like a lot of the things that you would expect out of a second game that they're hitting those notes. Uh, Third I, game, but okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't, I personally don't I consider I Miles Morales a second. Like, I just, I just some people hey, do. It, it some people do. Release. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I get what you're saying that, but as their, sec yeah. as their second game in the, in the series, um, yes. third game per yeah. Pong yeah. because of uh, <laughs> official releases and whatnot. Yeah. I, I do think that this is going to be better than the first, than the first game it was. How much better? I don't know. Um, how they're playing between the Miles Morales and Peter Parker storylines and them saying that, hey, there's going to be events that um, you're going to maybe need to be this Spider-Man or maybe you need to be this Spider-Man for certain events. And I was like, ah, okay, then why can't I just swap between them on the fly then? Like, it, it, it made it seem like, again, that I would be able to swap between them on the fly, but then it also came across like, oh, it's just these moments. Oh, you're, you're in this moment, you'll see this thing and you'll be able to swap. It's like, yep. I don't know if I like the idea of that. Not saying that it's going to be bad, but it just yeah. doesn't seem like I like the idea of that. And then I saw people hyping up, oh, you're going to be able to fly now. The traversal is faster. Yeah, yeah. yeah that stuff was. is cool. And I, yeah, I really feel good about those, but the things that was presented, mm -hmm. I, I just don't agree with people saying that 
this game showed so well to the point, especially with other Spider-Man games that have touched the multiverse kind of aspect of Spider-Man, uh, the Spider-Verse kind of thing. <laughs> I don't know if this game is going to be how some people are portraying it. Like, oh, it's the, it's good. this is going to be the reason you get a place. Oh, this is going to be the best game to release this year. Oh, this is the definition of quality. You're going to get a, what, I mean, saw somebody mentioned in the chat. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man 2 got ray tracing with all the options up to yeah. 120 FPS. Yeah. Xbox take note. And that's cool, but please don't confuse yourself and think that it's going to be native 4K. It's going to be dynamic. The same thing that you're kind of seeing with uh, Starfield, although it's a much different game, um, and some well, other yeah. games that are that are coming out. And, and again, <laughs> they're using marketing terms uh, to really sell this game to you guys. And they fine. should. And they should. Fine. There's they nothing wrong with that. It's just, and because I'm going to be ignorant about the game, I'm not going to watch anything about the game when it releases. I'm not going to pay attention to it. I literally am not going to focus on it until outside of what we see on Twitter or whatever the case, I'm not going to focus on it until it releases on PC for me yep. personally. And that's yep. mainly just because of the vast differences. Um, that's why I was bringing it up before because of the vast differences that I experienced from that game. I know for sure that there's going to be vast differences um, when this game comes to PC, and yeah. I've, I'd, I would rather wait. So um, that's kind of my take. I mean, Pong, did, did, did yes. this showing of Spider-Man, I know you were hinting at it a little earlier that this definitely did better than the original one did. Uh, yeah. I mean, how, what are you thinking of it? Do you agree on some with me on some of those aspects, or how are you feeling? Yeah, absolutely. Again, Insomniac does what Insomniac does. Mm -hmm. I, again, the only thing that I ever said that would have been interesting, and this is, again, for anybody who doesn't know somebody who could care less about spider-man somebody who could care less has zero interest i played 2018 for i don't know what it was 10 15 20 hours whatever i put into it right and just came away saying okay i understand why people think this is a good great game i understand that it's just not my my style i just have no interest again i, I just don't and superhero games just don't do much for me in most instances but what i wanted to say is from that perspective outside really outside looking in this was the best showing of Spider-Man 2 so far for me. This was this was by far their best gameplay that I've seen. This really showed off the game well. And Insomniac are masters at this style of game. The mm -hmm. only thing that I ever said that I would love to have seen in this game, and we talked about it early on in Speculation Town Steel, you know, for a while was co-op. I would mm -hmm. have loved to see this co-op. I still think it yeah, presents 100%. as if that they thought that they could do co-op in this game. I understand that, it they've, does look that way, yeah. they've implemented the whole GTA switch between characters on the fly. All that looks super dope, but the way they show off the game, like even the beginning of this, where they showed them together, like swinging, like I was like, yo, this game would have been, been so really fire, cool yeah. co-op. Really it would have really been, but outside again, but I don't look at games. Like I said, like some of these reviewers do, what's not there? What are they giving me? Mm -hmm. Well, again, this trailer showed off a ton of action, mm -hmm. seamless, fluid action. The traversal in this looks presentation fun. looked better than in other presentations. It looks like I could just freaking absolutely fly through this city, mm -hmm. right? In no time where get to where i want to be at the 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 kind of seamless loading yes there is a loading screen there folks. five there seconds but there is a loading screen but anyways doesn't matter how mm -hmm. they did it they did well how they implement it, it. So it's, it's great it's yeah. fantastic um 
I just thought this was, the, I just thought this was um, a really impressive showing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, some of the stuff afterwards, like the uh, fight with Lizard on the side of the building that they showed the gameplay there looked really cool. And if I was a superhero fan, if I was a Spider-Man fan, absolutely, I'd be hyping this game. Real quick. Like, this would be really cool. To, yeah, that, to that point, yeah. uh, because I saw um, Lord Attic, shout out to Attic, um, bring yeah. up a point that the that sequence where they showed Lizard um, yep. Spider-Man fighting on the side of the building. Uh, he was yep. saying that there was like, he's a, he essentially he initially said that there were no damage. Um, he did kind of cl- clarify his statement um, about the minimal damage. I do agree with him though. Yep. When you're going up a side of a building yep. that has glass windows, sure, and there's sure. explosions happening off of but, the building. But, but again, why you, isn't there more attention to detail as far as that stuff go like it just looks like you just they're just cracks on the wall instead of like there's you 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 blatantly put an explosion there but there's not like a section missing out of that building you know what yeah, i mean but, and there's you know, a truck still, going, i don't know and yes it's, it's still, still a game games, but it's still game this is where i would like to see that. that's just this is this is where i divert this is this kind of the same conversations that are happening around starfield and stuff like that like i just I guess I'm so forgiving of games because I've played them for so long that I don't nitpick that stuff. Sure. Would it be awesome if they showed destructibility in the building and you had glass falling around you and ray tracing on well, each individual shard as it was falling? Like all of that. Would, would that enhance that moment? Absolutely. Of course it would steal. But overall, that's not what they're giving us. No, so, that's not. But the, the only reason yeah. I bring that up is because yeah. in, where the difference is, is this is more of an enclosed. It is more of a close off experience sure. in comparison. Kind of. And those kind are things that is. I would like to see so, that would enhance what yeah. has been there in previous games. Yeah, and yeah of course, Gene, I'm, I'm nitpicking. I, I'm a Spider-Man fan. Right. So it's like, <laughs> right, right, right. so it's one of those things. That's well, I, I am, I am going to come from more of a nitpicking place because there are things that I yeah. would like to see on an attention to detail front but versus maybe, you giving me ray tracing. Like, but maybe it was, yeah, I, and that, As and an that is a detail. And that what is what I always go back to. And that is a point steel that I, you're always consistent on. Don't give me the ray tracing. Could care less about the ray tracing. Don't need native 4K. Give me the details yeah. in the game. It's something that you consistently talk bit, about. So I understand completely where you're coming from there. Again, for me, it's just like, eh, maybe it was a tech limitation. Maybe, you know, Insomniac, mm-hmm. it was too much. You know, maybe they dropped the frame rate if they put too much destructibility. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. It's not Again, a big deal overall. But. It, it's not overall. I just think that overall the action in this trailer sold mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 more so than any of the other trailers I that I saw coming from the perspective that I really don't give a shit about this game, right? That I could care less. This is not a game that would go make me put buy a PlayStation 5. It's not a game that if it comes to PC that I will pick up on PC, mm-hmm. even though I'll, I'll be picking up Sony games over there. I just I I don't have I have more interest in Horizon coming to PC, which was announced this week, than I do Spider-Man 2 coming out. Right. So that's, that's where I'm at with it. Right. So but I just think that this was a really great showing. I thought that this was along with Final Fantasy 7, which I'm assuming we're going to really good too. Here. Yeah, I like that. Uh, it sold this show mm-hmm. for me again as a as somebody who's from the outside. I think that it definitely carried. Uh, along with Final Fantasy VII, the entire kind of theme of the show, the kind of overall feeling from the show, um, and did what it needed to do for the Sony fans 
outside of getting them to stop talking about Xbox and Starfield, mm-hmm. it did what it needed to do to get them excited. Exactly. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. It's a big release for them. Insomniac's doing exactly what they know how to do. Mm-hmm. Their turnaround oh. time on these games is incredible. I don't care what you want to say. I think, again, all things, if Sony didn't need Spider-Man 2 this year the way that they do, and they had given Insomniac another year, year and a half on this game, I think some of that stuff like the destructibility and potentially co-op would have been there. But I think that, again, they know they're going to sell a bucket load of this game, no matter what it is, because as long as Insomniac does what they do best, improves it a little bit, which again, still you talked about, there are little improvements mm-hmm. here uh, in a lot of different areas. That's all they need to do at the end of the day to sell millions upon millions of copies. And for Sony's bottom line, they needed this game this year. So it's here. And, and I think it's, it, it looks good. It, it really does from my perspective. So, that's where I'm at with Spider-Man 2. Um, I think that, you know, this, I would have led the show with Spider-Man 2 if it had been up to me. I would have done things differently. I would not have led the show with baby steps. I would have mixed baby steps in later on. Um, and I would have led the show with Spider-Man 2 and then ended it with Final Fantasy 7. Um, that's the only critique i would have here but i think spider-man 2 did its job uh insomniac is going to crush it out of the park and uh i'll carry this conversation because steel's talking right now he's got the real life stuff going on in the background so let's get into final fantasy uh 7 which there were some interesting things about final fantasy 7 rebirth uh first things first obviously the big moment was the release date reveal everybody was waiting on the release date for final fantasy 7 rebirth that's kind of why they could mix in all the other stuff that they needed to, which could have been a blog post, like all the other little games. Honestly, Helldivers, um, Spider-Man 2 and Final Fantasy 7 were the only games that are kind of worthy of a state of play. But obviously, they've got marketing deals mm-hmm. with devs. They've got to get certain showcases out the door. So they did this state of play. But Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, the release date was the big moment of the show for a lot, a lot, a lot of people, obviously. Mm-hmm. February 29th, 2024, Rebirth is launching square now we heard some sales numbers we heard mm-hmm. squares lost two billion in uh value <laughs> we've heard all these things we you know we've heard that you know final fantasy 16 potentially is like around three million we don't know if those sales have tailed off they came out with announcement this week that in total final fantasy 7 remake and uh what's the other one god dang it i forget the other one uh has has shipped a total of seven million worldwide uh shipped and sold they added in there some people were asking if that was a good number or not all that aside final fantasy and square still bring attention they still have that name recognition even if their popularity has dropped off Mm -hmm. and i'm going to say that it's dropped off it's Mm -hmm. no longer the powerhouse jrpg it once was not to say that it's certainly you know on the poor end, not, not no stretch of the imagination, but it's not what it once was. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a good group of people that do play Final Fantasy seven games or Final Fantasy games. But overall, I think the popularity we can say has fallen, um, whether that's due to Square's decision making, which we've questioned plenty of times, or whether it's just the overall direction they're taking Final Fantasy. People were looking forward to Final Fantasy seven, the second part here. Mm-hmm. 
more so than ever before, because obviously a lot of people like the more traditional style Final Fantasies. Um, so Final Fantasy VII Rebirth showed great. This trailer that they put together hit all again as again for all you don't know final fantasy 7 is not one of my goats i know it's sacrilege to say but i'd rather play final fantasy 10 over and over again than i'd ever want to touch final fantasy 7 that's just my personal take on it it never grabbed me like it grabs so many people but again looking watching this trailer bro how could you not say that this was not square at its peak they make these movie like cinematic trailers that when it all comes together can boggle the mind and again this game is no different loved everything i saw in the trailer for all the final fantasy 7 fans out there all i saw i saw i was watching the iron lords i was kind of switching back and forth watching the iron lords with cog and attic and king dave and of course king was in his bag just being just full of nonsense but man, when Final Fantasy VII Rebirth was showing, Cog and Attic went absolutely nuts. The nostalgia, you could see it hitting them over and over again. They brought in all the characters that everybody expected to see. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's console exclusive, February 29th. Now, the interesting part was at the end of the trailer, they had a little asterisk there. Console exclusive through at least May 29th, 2024. So only three months deal. Mm-hmm. Only three months. And we had the, you know, we, we saw the new CEO of Square on stage with Phil shaking mm-hmm. hands, announcing Final Fantasy 14 coming to Xbox. And also saying we plan to have a better partnership and relationship with Xbox that we're planning on bringing more things. Could we finally start seeing a loosening of the grip of Final Fantasy 7 remake and a potentially rebirth and it's showing up on Xbox sooner than later? We'll find out. Right. We'll find out. Um, But I think that that was an interesting little side note uh, that they put up there. Only three months uh, exclusive. Maybe switch two. that was the other thing I brought up on PM in the PM. Maybe that's maybe switch Two sees Final Fantasy seven remake and rebirth sooner than later as well, um, because it'll be powerful enough to run these games. So, um, yeah, I thought overall Final Fantasy seven knocked it out of the park. Release date was a huge moment for them, for sure. Um. That's an interesting take that you had with the the, uh, the switch thing. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if that's going to be quite possible. Uh, just mainly mainly because of past performance for Final Fantasy VII remake itself, um, especially when it came to PC. It's just switch two sounded pretty good behind the scenes. I mean, it's, it's it's sounding good, but a lot of things sound good. So I, I guess there, I there is that. I know. Um, I know. I mean, we'll we'll see. I, I think it's more so. Uh, more so hinting at it coming to PC much sooner than later, um, more than anything, just because that would be the most obvious thing. I mean, and again, with the new CEO being being in there, I do I do expect a lot more changes than we're expecting just because that's he is a gamer himself. Right. So and that's right. something that you have to consider the same way that we look at Phil um, and other industry leaders who are not only the businessmen, but they are also gamers themselves. Um, They do definitely have more of an understanding of the industry, or at least a more heartfelt and deeper understanding. And business-wise for Square Enix, as much as we could say, oh, I saw Nick saying some things like, oh, well, sales are just flat. They're not not up, they're not down, they're just flat, and that's okay, so it doesn't need to be over the moon. Again, the facts are Square Enix is losing money. And the amount of money that they're spending to develop these games, you cannot be losing the type of money that you're losing. 
And if Final Fantasy 14 is going to be your bread and is your current your bread your bread and butter right now, and the one thing that you're mainly depending on as a consistent income, um, and the other games that you release aren't necessarily hitting the marks that you're expecting, I do think that Square Enix is going to start more so releasing their games on multiple flat platforms much sooner than later because it just makes more sense. So, um, for me. And I'll have to let you take back over real quick, Pong. Um, I am excited about what Final Fantasy VII um, Rebirth is bringing to the table. Again, I am one of the ones. Uh, I will 100% support Final Fantasy VII Remake because it do- has added enough to the game to make it different. Um, and yeah. also the story is not it's, it's not the same. It doesn't play the same. It doesn't feel the same. Uh, the twist on the story is extremely interesting. And I'm excited for what Rebirth is going to bring. Again, it's going to be another game that I'll wait for it to come to PC uh, because it's, it's not a system seller for me. But it is everything that I was looking for as far as a the next iteration of your game to be. And they look like they're, it's going to be more of an emotional journey and and um, they're going to add on to that combat experience. That so, so a lot of the things that you saw in Final Fantasy 16, I do think that Rebirth is going to be the better game in comparison um, to that. So, yeah, give me a second. I agree. No, no, no problem whatsoever. Um, and real quick correction, chat. You know, I always like to correct myself when I give misinformation or I just totally forget. Um, the developer behind baby steps is not the same developer as human fall flat. It is Bennett uh, Foddy. And I just wanted to correct myself here. This was, uh, he's worked on a lot of games. Uh, Getting over it is his big personal game, but he's worked on like ape out uh, and uh, things like that as well with other people. Um, He did Bennett Foddy's speed chess on his own and that kind of stuff. So uh, I apologize. I apologize. Totally thought it was a human fall flat developer, but it is actually the guy who did getting over it. Uh, that's what he's okay. best known for. Uh, so just wanted to correct myself there. Uh, that's important because, again, I don't like having people thinking uh, other things. So um, I want to sure. do that first. Uh, and then uh, are you are you OK, Steeler? You want to take no, over? We, you want no, me? we're good. Going. We're good. Uh, where, okay. where you want to go from here? Um, I don't know. I mean, again, the rest of the show, um, kind of the third party updates and stuff like that. I mean, foam stars <laughs> getting open beta. It looks like Splatoon. People are saying it plays great behind the scenes. I'm hearing it more and more. I have zero interest in it, but it's getting open beta. So I guess everybody's going to be able to go check off Square Enix ripping off Splatoon. So uh, shout out to Foam Stars. But yeah, it was DLC and third party stuff for the most part um, up until that point. Avatar. Did Avatar, the new showing of Avatar, do anything for you still? Uh, I, I, felt like it, I felt like it looked better than what we saw from Ubisoft okay. last time. I, I like okay. that maybe there's a little, they put more, some more polish in there. It does look yeah. a bit more polished. Um, but outside of that, it's, I'm not going to be able to play that game in third person. I would rather play that game in third person um, than the sure. first. I just, I mean, I like Avatar for what it is, but it just, yeah. I don't know. I have so many questions about how Ubisoft kind of goes in their worlds and another big expanse of open world i don't know if this is going to pull me into that uh, but yeah. i don't know uh, I, i'm not planning on playing it day one uh it, it didn't look any i didn't see anything that was like oh yeah now, now i really want to play it it just looked right like a better version than what we saw before yeah um to me it still doesn't do enough uh again as a fan of avatar the first movie at least i haven't watched the second one but as a big fan of the first avatar i've seen a ton of uh i watched avatar one a a lot uh more than 15 times second one is is on par if not a little bit better that's what i heard and eventually i'll get around to seeing it again i just don't want to watch movies like i used to but the fact is is that 
this game, there's moments where I see obviously Far Cry and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, it's going to be another bread and butter Ubisoft just dressed in Avatar, which is cool to me. That That's not a problem. I don't have a problem. But then there's other parts of it where I just go, I don't like this. Like the story part is just not yeah. hitting me. It's like, like you're I'm just trying like, to redo the first movie, I but not even at the same level. It's like it's right. not even hitting me the same way. It's just, right. So, so this is uh, Mav and I talked about it. Uh, uh, next year. Ubisoft has a lineup of games, and I really want to play Mirage. But am I going to play Mirage with Starfield being out? No, probably not day one. I want to play Mirage, but now Ubisoft has this lineup of games coming out over the next, you know, four or five months or so here, Steel, where I think I might join Ubisoft Plus for a month. Yeah, next oh, yeah. Year oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And hop in and try this stuff out, right? And play these games. Um, and I think that's where I'm at with this now. It's nice to see Ubisoft finally putting out games because it's been a while. Um, but at the same time, I just, I, I just, Avatar just, it had its moments, like you said. Uh, it's got beautiful uh, moments too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then it's got to see other parts where I'm just like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. So I don't really think this new trailer did anything more for me. Uh, to to change where I stand on Avatar. It's not something I'm necessarily looking forward to. It's something I'll play eventually is where I'm getting to. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Tales of Arise getting new DLC two years after it launched, which is crazy. Yeah, Bandai Namco. Cool. Yeah, it's cool. Tales of Arise obviously sold well for Bandai um, because they're putting out DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's cool. Two years later, it looks great. Um, again, I got to get to Tales of Arise. I played the demo, loved okay. the hell out of the demo. I know you thought it was a good game. You dropped off of it, but yep, you thought it was sure a good did. game. Yep. Um, I, I want to play Tales, but again, where I'm going to do that, I don't know. Roblox finally coming to PS4. That was interesting. That was a, that's a big announcement. That. Again, cool. we can laugh all we want. Millions upon millions upon millions of people. It has been a console exclusive to extremely Xbox popular. this entire time. It is extremely popular. It is a moneymaker. Left and right, they now even have a dating app within roblox which is again mm. roblox for people who have kids playing roblox like <laughs> matt said on thursday please watch what your kids are getting into on roblox there's a lot of nastiness in roblox mm-hmm. that, that that comes off as oh this is a kid's thing no it ain't a kid's thing so anyways roblox coming to ps4 uh finally is a big deal for them even though most of us could care freaking less it is it's it is a big win for them um, that's it. Otherwise, VR two stuff. Um, I think uh, Resident Evil and Ghostbusters VR two. Um, I mean, yeah, but that's whatever. first party pong. You know, VR no, came not. out. It's PlayStation PlayStation has won the year show. because there's so much uh, first party games that released <laughs> yeah, this year no, with no, VR. No. They got third party exclusives with their VR two. Great. Congratulations, man. Look, man, Big you're w. just denying Big that w. first party greatness Big that, that release was there. It's not first party. Damn it. What? No way. But they made it. Oh, God. Anyways. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, overall, Steel, if I had to give a show a score again, I always do it in a vacuum. I don't uh, compare them to anything else. Mm-hmm. For me, with Final Fantasy VII, and again, these are two games that I really don't care about. Again, Final Fantasy VII, once it's complete and it's all the games are out, whatever they're going to do, this trilogy, mm-hmm. fine. Maybe I'll check it out then. But overall, just the showing, 6.5. I'm, I'm sitting in that range. I, I thought it was a decent show. Um, you know, nothing to write home about, but I thought overall they did good. Um, I know a lot of Xbox fans said it was terrible. I wouldn't go far as to say it was terrible. I, I think Spider-Man two and final fantasy seven and hell divers two it helped it out it. a lot. Yeah. But, but, but at 6.5, I, I give it, you know, a mid range grade right around there. 
Yeah, I mean, I I would probably give it right right around a. I'd probably give it about a seven. Right. Uh, I think I think seven is a good grade. I mean, again, IGN uh, good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. See, <laughs> see how these things work. Um, but no, I, I think it, fit, it really fits in that space mainly because, again, yeah. like you said, um, if Spider Man Two wouldn't have been there, Final Fantasy wouldn't have been there, if Hell Divers wouldn't have been there, uh, I think they would have dropped the would score no down to like yeah. three. Um, yeah, but, yeah, no, no, the blog post for the rest of it. Yeah, for sure. But um, because of those, they presented well. Again, uh, to our point, Spider Man showed off much better um, than the original one. Final Fantasy that sold us that's actually did much better for me than the original trailer did also it's a lot more they pulled out a lot more emotion and a lot more um tension out of uh, what was shown this time around and the nail divers just seem to be really cool man and it's a, one of those games especially with it coming to pc where i'll be interested in playing it day one uh, again was it anything that was like oh this is a, these are system seller things for me no, uh, unfortunately. Now, I do agree with some of the chat. There's, is Spider-Man 2 going to be a system seller for a lot of people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Prince Sony's going to sell it as such. And it should be for the people that are interested in that. Uh, I don't think it's enough. And I don't think there's enough of a change for you to for it to qualify as such um, from what I've seen. Um, but again, we, we won't know. I, I, I want to, again, for me, because I liked what I already got from out of the first game, I'd, I'd like to see much more detail added to it. I'd, I'd like to see much more, many more things happening within the, the city to make it feel more alive um, and to give me that experience than anything else. But yeah, man, I, I definitely give it about a, a seven out of 10. It wasn't terrible. wasn't the greatest, but it was, it was yeah. all right. It was good. It was about it was that. Right. So. It was all right. Yep. Feel good about it. I agree. Uh, let's see here. Where do we, where do we want to go from here? I know you said the, the Nintendo Direct happened yeah. that same day also. I didn't get yeah. to see the Nintendo Direct, uh, unfortunately. Uh, I did see some people talking about it, uh, like yeah. Luigi's Mansion. No, the one that stuck out to me the most um, is the fact that they're redoing Paper Mario, the Thousand Year Door. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, was a, yeah. That was a, that's, that's one of my favorite Mario games of all time. Um, that Paper Mario. PM, there's people like you that think that Paper Mario is the best. I, like it's crazy. I, I man. liked Paper Mario for what it was. I, yeah. Again, I don't. I don't know why that one spoke to me more than any of the other Mario's did, other than Mario 64, because that's kind of a classic. Um, but that's also because of like when it came out, 3D gaming and all that good stuff too. Um, but yeah, Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I just wasn't. I wasn't expecting for them to do a remake of it. Um, yeah. And it looks good, man. It, it definitely is. is a, there's a night and day difference there. But again, I I would hope so. I mean, it's not like the old. The, it's not like the old game was anything extravagant. Um, but no. again, I, I think it would it would be something that I would get on Switch, um, and then emulate on PC just to have some fun, just to have some fun with it. Maybe relive some memories and whatnot. But yeah, it was, it was really cool for me to see. That was my main Bro. takeaway. I didn't have anything else. Uh, Bro, they, yeah. like I said, Nintendo's having a hell of a year and they're going to have a hell of a rest of this year into next year as they drop all of this stuff out of the blue steel. Like this is stuff that right. people didn't think were coming back. Exactly. That they're bringing back. And again, as much as I have zero interest in Nintendo right now, I still got to give them props because they're giving their fans a lot mm-hmm. of what they wanted, like that they some things that they didn't expect. Now they still are holding on on oh, other yeah. things that oh, yeah. like should have been like Metroid Prime, obviously. Um, 
that should have been here, but I think that they've got a plan for Switch 2 because, again, Nintendo, if, if there, there's one company I had to pick to launch a new system with quality games that are going to system sell right out the gate, it's Nintendo. Like, Sega used to do this. Like, their Dreamcast lineup is still probably the greatest launch lineup in, mm-hmm. of gaming in history. But Nintendo knows how to do this. So I think they're holding some of that. But the fact that they are giving people like you, Steel, like something to get excited about, like Paper Mario that people didn't think they were going to go back to, right? Um, They also, um, Luigi's Mansion uh, 2, HD remake, another great one that people absolutely, there's a Mm -hmm. certain fan base that in Nintendo that loves Luigi's Mansion. They're dropping that. Again, they showed off Super Mario RPG again, which is going to be big, gigantic. Some people consider that the best JRPG of all time. Tomb Raider 1 through 3 remastered? I was just going to say, I was getting to this deal. What? I was getting this. There's two things out of this. Shout out to Mav, first of all, if he's still listening in the chat. Shout out to Mav, who shocked and awed me legitimately I was de- I snorted, which I never <laughs> snort on air, but he got me to snort because shout out to Bav, who is interested and will be potentially, and I think he's about at 80% right now, will be picking up and streaming Trombone Champ. Oh, wow. Bav okay. was a horn player. He was all regional. I had no idea about this, but he wants to play Trombone Champ, which was announced at this show. Out of all the games we talked about that night, we had a 15, 20 minute conversation about Trombone Champ because Mav was actually wow. kind of excited for it. So anyway, okay. it's not the map. Wow. But there was two games that got me. There was two games that got me. And and I'll, I'll do a side quick uh, shout out as well to uh, Prince of Persia Lost to Crown. Oh, wow. Whether yeah, or not yeah, I play yeah. that game, they showed it off again. Yeah. I. I think it looks fantastic. I know the music choice for the first time they showed it off didn't hit everybody. And I kind of agree. There's certain, you know, musical choices that go better with certain games. And I would have liked to seen it, but I don't care about that. I care about the gameplay Mm -hmm. and the gameplay looked fantastic. And I don't know why people were down on this game uh, when it came to that part. But again, Uh I'm not even a big Prince of Persia fan, but I thought it looked cool. And this showing looked really cool again, too. Um, But I got to give shout out to two games and one you just brought up which came out of the blue yet again, another surprise that nobody really had heard about Tomb Raider one, two, three getting remastered. And it's not just coming to switch. It's coming to everything, which is fantastic to hear. Listen again, nostalgia freak here Mm -hmm. all about it. I will be getting this collection. Um, I will be going back and playing Lara yet again through what I think, especially in one and two are two of the greatest adventure games of all time. Um, I, I think Was that, that PlayStation uh, one, yeah, PlayStation Whoa. one, they, they, they rounded her out. No more, no more triangle That's boobies. Fine. That's fine. Okay. No more triangle boobies. We're good there. Uh, so we're rounding it out. Perfect. I'm assuming like Mav said that they're going to update the controls. So they the controls will be yeah, much, feel, yeah, be much better. I'm all about nostalgia. I don't need a ground up remake. If you just give me a quality remaster of an old games that I beloved, I will play them again. And this is one of them. I'm going to get this collection. It's coming to Xbox, it's coming to PlayStation. Um, and this is coming on February 14th. Tomb Raider one, two, three was a big announcement. I think it's cool as hell. I can't wait because that's when Tomb Raider was Tomb Raider. Yeah. The puzzling aspects. There are puzzles in there that were holy shit. Hell back in the day, because we didn't have internet like we do now. Okay, so there was no just quick YouTube search and finding out the answers like we sat. I remember I remember sitting with my buddy 
And we sat in one of those Tomb Raider puzzles for like an hour, hour and a half trying to figure it out. Like it was crazy. So I can't wait, go, wait to go back and relive those memories. Tomb Raider 1, 2, 3 collection was great. The other one I want to bring up, Steel, again, in my bag, in Mav's bag. This is a big one because this will be the first time ever a vanilla where game has shown up on Xbox. And for people who don't know VanillaWare, I'll give you two names. If you have a chance to go and play them, please do so. Dragon's Crown is one that I always bring up, right? Dragon's Crown is one of the best side-scrolling RPGs ever. Mm. And VanillaWare has the top tier, S-tier, hand-drawn animation. Mm. That's what makes them unique. It is Gorgeous. Dragon's Crown is one of them. Wish they would bring that to current gen. I would love to see an update on that one. Um, but Dragon's Crown and then Odin Sphere. Odin Sphere is the other one that I played. I had the uh, collector's edition. Odin Sphere, simply brilliant game. Beautiful. Oh, my God. Just aesthetic. Anyways, we get announced that Vanillaware's new game, uh, Unicorn Overlord. Okay. And it's published by Atlas. Xbox's new best friends, thanks to Sega, thanks to that Sega deal that everybody said didn't mean anything when they said that when they can't got no partnership with Sega for helping them out with their new big game, super game initiative, I think it is, or whatever the hell it was, right. helping them with the cloud. Everybody said, ah, oh, it's just a business deal. They're just going to help them with the cloud, give them Azure servers, blah, blah, blah. We all were out here going, nah, this is going to get some stuff. So lo and behold, Atlas game started showing up like personas, right? Well, Atlas publishes Vanillaware. So Atlas, we're getting on Xbox, right? This is not skipping. And this turns out to be Vanillaware is not doing an action-based game. They're doing a turn-based tactics game. Oh, wow. I am all about this game this will be day one for me next year um this is coming out on march the 8th go watch the videos if you guys have any interest in turn-based tactics this reminds obviously mav of final fantasy tactics and myself final mm -hmm. fantasy tactics you can you can cultivate an army of over 60 distinct characters in this game so you got a lot of choices to make with your parties and all that kind of stuff but the hand-drawn animation gorgeous absolutely vanilla wear i saw it when i first saw it on screen i didn't know it was vanilla wear and i'm like oh my god is this vanilla wear oh my god other people have imitated this there's a lot mm -hmm. of beautiful games out there that have done this but there's just something about vanilla wear that hits a little different and i was like oh my god it's vanilla wear oh my god what is this game and then i saw it was turn-based tactics and i saw atlas publishing it and then of course it was during the nintendo show i went online and everybody's like coming to playstation coming to xbox i'm like Yes, thank you. So Unicorn Overlord was the other one that definitely knocked it out of the park for me, Steel. Uh, really great showing from Nintendo here. Uh, again, they, they are winning. The, this year is just huge for Nintendo fans. Everybody that loves Nintendo and is on Switch is getting so much. Pikachu, Detective Pikachu got shown off again. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the new Peach game got shown off. They dropped new DLC coming for Mario Kart 8, one of their games as a service. Like, they... Are not again, it feels like they just held on to this big boatload of stuff, and we're like, okay, we're getting ready to drop Switch 2, so let's just drop all this stuff right now for our fans. And it's coming off great, so I thought this was a cool show. I do think that this also leads some credence to what you mentioned before about the backwards compatibility. Uh, because I know yeah. we brought that up in the conversation. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like this is them leaning towards they're gonna have backwards compatibility for the Switch 2, which is again. 
Maybe. It seems like common sense to I'm do, not but sold. Nintendo <laughs> doesn't like common sense a lot of the time from what we have seen in the past. So if they do end up doing backwards compatibility, I do think that not only the Nintendo's I think the the set of Switch systems is going to be the greatest consoles ever sold across history. Sure. Um, and it's going, I don't course. think there's going to be any other console that's going to be able to get close for quite some time um, if they do this launch right. Because with the Switch 2, especially if they have backwards compatibility, it's going to make it extremely easy and enticing. Um, if they drop the Switch 2 for about 400 and they can get the original OG Switch down to... I mean, anywhere in between, especially with you having a Switch Lite. Yep. If you can go yep. any, if you can get the Switch Lite down to ninety nine dollars, I don't know if they'll do the, that. I'm but. talking about the Lite because the Lite's already yeah. kind of cheap. Yeah. And then the the like the and then get like the OLED down OLED, to like one fifty nine or like a one forty nine yeah. somewhere in that area. Yeah. Bro, you're talking. You're you're talking about it's it's just going to be stupid how much sense it's going to make for you to just. Just about to get get, get one, right? I, uh, I yeah, I said this too. I don't mean to jump in no, you on could, go your toes here, but but again, I think this is an interesting conversation because everybody knows that I'm not interested in Nintendo. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's what I said on the PM and the PM this week. Everything I'm hearing about the Switch too, they're leaning it. If if it's all comes to if all the smoke is real and they've leaned into Nvidia mm -hmm. and they are actually taking quite a big leap here, right? It's still not going What's to be Series X or not be PS5, mm -hmm. right? But if they are taking the leap and they're going to lean into NVIDIA's tech and the DLSS and they come out with a handheld again, I'm not, I'm not a handheld player anymore. I'd really, would right. I, would I use it if I had it? Sure. I could see instances where I would, but overall, that's not what I'm looking for. If they make the docking mode and they bring that up to speed steel and it looks good, I'm not saying it has to look fantastic but with that tech if it looks good on my big screen steel and they include backwards compatibility right and so there's this library and there's a few games fire emblem series right xenoblade chronicles that i want to go play that i have been missing out on because outside of some of those but if they bring the tech up and mm -hmm. now third parties are interested in making games for the switch to more so than they have been in the past due to tech limitations mm -hmm. if all of that comes to fruition nintendo might have me interested still they might get me to think about it right because that's all i need from them i haven't asked for the world I would love for them to try to compete with Xbox and Sony again as current tech goes. I know right. they're not going to do that anymore. It's not their business no, model. That's they don't fine. need to. No. But if they can do that, I'm still not going to be interested in Zelda. Still not going to be interested in Mario. I don't care about those franchises at all. I respect them. I just don't care about them. They're mm -hmm. not the games for me. That's fair. But if they can do this right and all the smoke, supposedly they had the Matrix Unreal demo running on the switch to hardware mm -hmm. uh you know within spec limitations right, obviously right, right. again i'm not saying it's the same but i'm saying the fact that they could get a ue5 demo running Impressive. on it tells me something right so if all that comes to fruition nintendo might have me interested in actually picking it up if the backwards compatibility is there and i'm still not sold that they're going to do it but if they do it and i can go back and buy some of those switch games like xenoblade chronicles and you know like fire emblem and maybe they even perform and look a little bit better on the switch too 
then I might be in on this deal, which is saying something mm-hmm. because I haven't owned a Nintendo system myself personally. My kids have. I haven't owned a Nintendo system personally since Super Nintendo. So I'm just saying it may may happen still. Yeah, that would be that would be again. There's a lot of things that are given leading in the right direction for Nintendo. I'm um, at least getting reaching more into the audience for those of us who care about the quality of games um, that are coming to the platform. Uh, and again, it, it also seems like Nintendo's maybe a little bit more awake than they were previously. Uh, and that they're coming to understand or make their presence more known. So uh, again, we'll, we'll see what comes, what comes out of it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we'll comes see. out. We'll see. We'll see. Out. Think about a switch to dropping with Metroid prime, new Metroid prime, mm-hmm. taking full advantage of that tech and a new super Mario 3d, which they haven't done in a while. Can you imagine, bro? The the internet would break. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, would lose their shit. It's gonna bro. be it's gonna be extremely enticing, and and as long <laughs> yeah. as they keep playing that note, and then don't all of a sudden want to do a Wii U or something like that, I think they'll yep. I think well, they'll continue to do fine. Again, they 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 found their niche, as yep. quote unquote, if you want to call it that. I say they 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 found their niche. They yeah. they but yeah. they found their area right. Dominant. And yeah. as long as they stick within that, I don't see how anybody else could possibly compete outside of like a Steam Deck um, or a ROG Ally, which is again a completely different. <laughs> that's a completely right. different platform. Double the price in most cases. So yep. it's it, it's going to be cool to see though, man. If it is true uh, that DLSS is going to be, especially with yep. DLSS 3.0, um, Nvidia's in there, and and as long as you can give software updates to make it continuously take advantage of whatever hardware that they put in there, uh, they're yep. they're moving in the right direction. Which is that's that's dope for me to see at least. Yeah. From Nintendo, that's kind of been off and on trying to figure out what works for them, what doesn't work for them. Um, and again, maybe they'll sell ca- cardboard with the uh, Nintendo Switch too. Mm-hmm. So. No, don't do that. Don't, we don't need to go back to that. We don't, we don't need <laughs> You don't need an Ikea box with your Nintendo no, Switch? No, sir. No, sir. Oh, again, that, not for me. Again, it was still for a lot of people. Like, shout out to them. They made a lot of money off of cardboard. I, again, I give them props. Lobo. Respect that hustle, bro. Respect that hustle. They always will. And I see a lot of people in here talking about how they still have nostalgia for Nintendo. Nintendo yeah. will always have a place. Shout uh, out to all of you. Yeah, Again, you. I was a Sega guy. I was a Sega kid. Once I went Sega, there was no looking back. And I just, again, I missed out on some things, uh, certainly that I would have played, but there was never enough from Nintendo because I was not interested in their major franchises. You know, I borrowed, you know, Game Boy Advances from my kids to play Fire Emblem back in the day and that kind of stuff. But outside of those, those one-offs, I just lost all interest in owning anything Nintendo. It just wasn't my bag. Right. Like I said, this is the first time in a very long time where what I'm hearing is peaking my interest, right? It is raising my awareness of Nintendo right now, which is saying a whole hell of a lot. So, but backwards compatibility is a must. Like Sappho, I'm not sold. Like Sappho said, Nintendo has zero problem selling their fans multiple True. versions of the same game Hope over not. and over and over again. And I could totally see a Switch 2 Zelda Tears of the Kingdom 60 frames version to be resold because there's no backwards compatibility. I can totally see it happening. It's just me. We'll see. So, yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't disagree, but. 
And we'll we'll definitely see. Hopefully, hopefully they get the point. And we yeah, can, we can yeah but but that. again, we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun, man. It's a kind of exciting that Nintendo's coming out with new hardware. No, even if I don't have the most interest right now, but we'll see. It's, hey, it's, it's fun. Shout out to the hey. Brody in the chat, the Airman himself. Oh, titanium, what's going titanium, on? what's going on, brother? Uh, how you feel? How you feel, Brody? Hopefully everything's going well for you, man. Um. Yeah. We did talk. Um, no, Sappho, you just mentioned the. Uh, did you guys talk about the Unity debacle yet? No, no, no we yeah. haven't. Uh, I before we get into that, um, Pong, if you don't mind, if you want to kind of yeah. lead the conversation about the you whole Unity thing, um, yeah. if you're if you're ready. Uh, but um, yeah. uh, real quick, I do since we talked about Starfield earlier, we didn't mention this part of it. Um, Starfield is now streamable with NVIDIA GeForce, so key. Uh, so that's a good thing to see. I um I haven't had the best experience with cloud gaming. Sure. And I, this week I I've had a little bit I've had some time to really more so dive into that cloud experience, especially over Wi-Fi. And uh, and it's decent Wi-Fi. I'm not talking about anything like exp- like anything amazing or anything like that. But it was decent. It's, it's definitely fast enough to be able to. Uh, handle whatever I needed, especially out of the outside the recommended spec. Um, well, what they recommend for speeds and whatnot, I was doing like thirty bags of well, upload or whatever. But way but it was above that. And it's, it's right now, it, it's not for me. Uh, again, I do think it is solidified for me that also I'm not a mobile gamer. I am interested in, however, in seeing how things are going to progress with cloud gaming on other devices like a TV, be, being able to be other places and have access to that content um, is really dope, but it still bothers me as far as the lag goes. Uh, it takes me, it, it just doesn't make it, make the experience feel good. Maybe if I got into a new game from the very beginning through cloud maybe that would change and i wouldn't have this preconceived notion or expectation especially for like starfield because i tried it through parsec and i also tried it through xbox cloud streaming and either one that i did it it just didn't feel good for me so i mean but it is dope for those who have geforce now so shout out to you guys um starfield is also supposedly getting dlss uh, it's supposed to be getting some brightness and contrast controls, HDR calibration, fill the view slider, uh, what else? Uh, ultra wide monitor support, and an eat button for food. The, I think this is actually an update. <laughs> this came out with the update that they most recently dropped. Um, the eat no. button for this, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Okay. Because yeah, uh, yeah. I do know that there was another update that was dropped for Starfield recently. Yeah, there, there was a there was a performance one that was dropped okay. that was kind of showing up some little things here and there okay, that bad. did drop. Yeah. Oh, yeah this is, this is this is their future patch that they're talking about here that they understand that they're talking about that they're going to put out later. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. So to see, I saw um, I was listening to Rand and Jazz talk about it a little bit. Uh, there, a lot of these things do seem like quality of life things that would kind of be there from the beginning. Like, because there's one of those things that you typically have in all other games, um, as far as options go, especially like brightness control, (laughs) things of that nature. I did find that weird when I booted up uh, Starfield for the first time. And because those are things that you mess with initially, correct? just to make sure that things are looking the way that you want them. And when I didn't see that there, I was like, that's really weird. 
or feel or feel the view slider because that's one of the biggest complaints right now at least for me that i have especially in this ship and when you start when you start building bigger ships yeah it's like yeah, the yeah. camera pulls itself in too far sometimes and yeah. then i was looking it up and it were like people were like oh yeah if you build if you add a piece uh because i added like a window to the front one in front of one of my ships yeah. they were like yeah if it extends out past a certain point it zooms in the camera zooms in more on the ship and it was like bro <laughs> It's got me literally on top of the booster like, as far as the camera right. goes. And I, it's like, I can't see anything else outside of space. I got this big ass ship that's taking three fourths yeah, of my I do screen. flying from first person. So I don't oh, see. So you wouldn't even notice it. But when you're in third yep. person, it's like it's so zoomed in sometimes where it's like, bro, if anybody attacked me right now, maybe I can make it work. But I would not be able to focus on anything else that's going on outside of this uh top half of the screen not even top half it's like top quarter of the screen that i could see right uh that's actually the, of space area so that seeing that come in I, again a lot of these things they are smaller things jeff was kind of leaning towards the direction that maybe these are some things that were left on the cutting room floor when they they got the base game together and then they're like oh well you know we're gonna work on polishing the game up i i do have questions of about that because these are things that you wouldn't shouldn't have left on the cutting room floor right they're like oh this is yeah this is the stuff i was talking about right where i was like come on bethesda really right you didn't know in 2023 that this that your people were going to be crying for it? and maybe again maybe it was a matter of fact that they, they didn't have, have been. time it, it, but that's very weird well. it's weird things quality of life little things that yeah. like you're like why what 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 problems did you run into but this wasn't implementing a, a brightness controls or in for FOV is one thing, right? Because we know that it does affect performance, performance right, and, right, right, and, right. and all that kind of stuff. But like things like brightness control, like eating the food, which is a staple, like not having to pick it up. Some of those little quality life things. I'm like, why were those not in there? Like, that's weird to me, but whatever. Again, yeah. if, if it wasn't a focus, it wasn't a focus, but yeah. it does come yeah. across strange. Like why, why are these, why did it take the community to come out to complain about these yeah. things for you to say, Oh, Oh, we need to implement. I don't, I don't know that that is a little weird to me, but it is what it is. Um, also Xbox announced the, uh, some more things about Xbox game pass core. Um, cause I think it officially came out. Then, uh, the different tiers yes. of uh yes of xbox yep. out. so it now officially launched yep. so so now you have that out there they're planning to add two to three new games a year i do think from what i've seen from game pass core i still feel as though it's it's unnecessary i i, I feel option. like i mean it's of course option. it's it's always it's always an option it's an option it's one of those things though like if somebody asks me yo steel should i get a game pass core or should i just get ultimate I would still tell you to get ultimate because you're getting more bang for your buck. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I guess if you're trying to save a few dollars, you could get in the core. I'm I'm never going to defend the companies. I I just don't get it. We we should have free online play. It doesn't make any sense. Again, I know it's, it's wrapped in their business model now because they've had it for so long. Right. It is a stream of revenue that is included in their money-making like I get the business side of it, but I will never defend billion trillion dollar companies who take that approach like that they can't give back after all this time. After we know for a fact that PC players do not play for pay for online gaming, 
why the hell do console players still get footed the bill? Like, I will never defend this. I still think they should have done away with all of it um, and just it, it done away with all the, the, the pay to play online stuff. They should have done away with all of that, gotten rid of the core tier, offered yeah. the bonuses for the ultimate tier and just basically had. Um, you know, one tier at this point, no need for two tiers, no need for three tiers. Like just, just give me the full boat. Yeah. The base tier or the full boat, whatever the case may be, offer up the free games to play in the base tier and that's it. So that that's, I will never defend this. And I've spoken out about it. It's PlayStation. I again, PlayStation is even more egregious because you're paying for your saves, your cloud saves, which I think is way out of bounds. Like, holy shit. Like really? And then Um, they punish you for it. If you don't, if you don't, Right, you lose your saves, which is crazy. So, all that being said, they're doing this. It is, you know, this is the final form right now. Um, I think the list of games they have included is decent, uh, especially for somebody. Again, let's be real. The let's be real. Steel. The core is made for the people just jumping into the ecosystem for the first time. A sure. lot of it, right? Because so they'll probably upgrade things, from yeah. there, right? They'll see like, oh exactly. wow, that's the have master these games, plan. Then, yeah, it sounds like. Their, that's their drive behind the scenes. Absolutely steal. Give them a taste and they're going to want more. Those that stick around and they'll upgrade anyways. Right. So that's, that is the psycholog- psychological part of it. Yeah. So, it, again, I will never defend it. And, yeah. And that's, I'll say, and that's why I have to add on to your point. Bong, where it's yeah. just like, yeah, I, I can't defend it. Cause it, it just seems. It's slimy, bro. It, it is like there's you're you're just getting into my pot. You're you're getting into my yeah. pocket to get me to yeah. then spend. Like why not? You might as well just tell me what I'm getting. I just I'd rather have that. I'd rather ultimate be the base. Well, not ultimate per se because I know understand that not everybody has a PC. Ultimate's more yeah. so if you have a PC included. But at least just have just just Game Pass it be its own thing you get all access to game pass content and then boom you can upgrade to ultimate for a five additional dollars um or whatever the case and yep get access yep. to your pc games if you have that correct um 9.99 to, to 14.99 yes. i think would have been a much better way to go about that it would have made much more sense for people uh hell shout out to dream to the dream shout, cast, shout guy. Cast guy jumping in here. <laughs> i love this shit man oh God, you guys are, you guys are fucking <laughs> stupid um yeah, yeah. and if you're in the room uh, you're in the room Dreamcast guys shout out to you um yeah not using that picture i can guarantee it but yeah lead us um so coming off the heels of that lead us into this yes. whole thing with what's yes. going on with unity or whatnot man what's the, what's the deal with that stuff yeah so this is this is big and obviously i I'm not, you know, I don't pay the closest attention to obviously the engine stuff, but obviously I, you know, well aware what unity means to a lot of developers, especially indie developers. Again, unity and unreal are the two big ones where they offer really great entry points nowadays with where we seen the indie scene explode. Um, And obviously a lot of indie teams are putting out, content that is on par with your bigger developers because of the opportunity they have with unity and unreal. And obviously those are the two major ones. I know there's other ones out there, but those are the two major players Mm -hmm. and unity decided to make changes this week. And these changes, they're complex. I don't understand all of them. Right. So I'm going to read, I'm going to read from, um, 
Windows Central. Shout out to Jez and shout out to who else? Uh, Zachary Bodie, uh, Body or Bodie over at Windows Central, um, who kind of uh, have continued to update the situation as it's gone on because it's been changing throughout the week. So I'll I'll, I'll start with uh, kind of their original um, article um, that they wrote earlier this week. I think it was uh, September the 12th, if I'm correct. Hold on. Let me see here. Hold on. Let me bring it back here. There we go. Okay. So yeah, this, uh, this article was originally published. They've been doing constant updates as okay. things have been changing because it's ever evolving here. For those that don't know, I don't know the dude's name. I really don't care to know the dude's name. Unity's CEO is the former head over at EA. Right. This is the dude uh, I was kind of filling in steel behind the scenes. If you guys remember, I don't care about him because this guy obviously has got a whole different mindset than I want really in this gaming industry, but it is what it is. Again, business is business, whatever. But this is the guy who, when he was at EA said, and I'm going to paraphrase here, that as a game developer, if you're not developing your game from the ground up with monetization in mind, like as the priority, then you are fucking stupid. He, that was a direct quote. He used fucking stupid, like in his quote, like that is him. Right. He also said, and was brainstorming, let's say, of the idea of a game like Battlefield of charging players per reload on their weapon. Yeah, you're telling me that behind the scenes. <laughs> this, ah, that's this, fucking crazy. This, this gives you the idea of the mindset this gentleman has taken over Unity. So uh, I'll read from this. This article was originally published on September 12, 2023. Um Developers have begun openly decrying the new changes at Unity, requesting the company go back on the new per-install fees. They forced to, uh, lest they forced to abandon the game engine in favor of something else. One notable example comes from Agro Crab. Um, let's see here. Let me start down here. Actually, let me start down here. Let me see if I got. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I'll just continue here. Sorry. Uh, I was just trying to see if there was a better point to start, but this is pretty much it. It'll, it'll give us the rundown. One notable example comes from Ego Crab Games, which is working on the highly anticipated Another Crab's Treasure coming to Xbox, Windows PC, and Xbox Game Pass in 2024. They put out a statement. Today, Unity, the engine we use to make our games, announced that they'll soon be taking a fee from developers for every copy of the game installed over a certain threshold, regardless of how that copy was obtained. Guess who has a somewhat highly anticipated game coming to Xbox Game Pass 2024? That's right. It's us and a lot of other developers. That means Another Crab's Treasure will be free to install for the 25 million Game Pass subscribers. If a fraction of those users download our game, Unity could take a fee that puts an enormous dent on our income and threatens the sustainability of our business. And that's before we even think about sales on other platforms forms or pirated installs of our game or even multiple installs by the same user. This decision puts us and countless other studios in a position where we may not be able to justify using unity for our future titles. If these changes aren't rolled back, 
will be heavily considering abandoning our wealth of unity expertise mm. we've accumulated over the years and starting from scratch in a new engine, which is really something we'd rather not to do. On behalf of the dev community, we are calling on unity to reverse the latest in a string of short-sighted decisions that seem to priority, prioritize shareholders over their products, actual users. I fucking hate it here. That was a wow. quote from their post. Okay, the agro crabs team expressed concerns that Unity's new model will disproportionately disproportionately affect indie developers, especially those that take advantage of Xbox Game Pass to reach huge new swaths of potential players. If even a fraction of over the 25 million Xbox Game Pass subscribers download Ego Crab Games title built on Unity, for example, the resulting fee could significantly hurt the studio's ability to continue to produce games. Um the reaction from Unity's decision to implement a per install fees on games above a certain level of success has uh, has been almost unerringly negative from both developers and the video game community. It remains to be seen if the public outcry will affect Unity's decision, but we will keep the space updated with every new development. Um Unity is a popular game and app development platform, often touted for its cross-platform friendliness and accessibility to smaller teams. Unity has been at the forefront of independent development for some time, although a string of unpopular changes in the past couple of years have dramatically battered its image. The changes kicked uh, kicked off in line with its public stock exchange listing a couple of years back, generally speaking, as it seeks to compete with Unreal Engine and others in an increasingly competitive and volatile market. Um, volatile indeed, as these recent changes to Unity's revenue models threatens to upend the entire businesses and plunge projects into turmoil before they even gotten off the ground. Um, Unity's new model will see developers pay a monthly fee per installation, scaling up at certain thresholds, um, and then they do a breakdown. So that kind of kicked off this week and this kicked off and it wasn't just like aggro crab, like the article suggested mm -hmm. um, the developers between cult of, from behind uh, cult of the lamb, obviously a huge success on Xbox uh, game pass uh, developed uh, or uh, published by devolver digital cult of the lamb. I loved cult of the lamb until I lost time save and I got to get That's back good. to it at yeah. some point. Anyways, they came out and said they, Hey, they actually came on a statement and said, Hey, just want everybody to know with what's going on with unity, please purchase cult of the lamb now because we will be delisting de our game. If these changes go through mm -hmm. flat out, just pulling their game from the market. Right. We had people like in exile jump out as well and post a meme uh, again, paraphrasing said uh, them, Hey, you know, that game you published 10 years ago. Yeah. We're going to start collecting fees on it. Us. Yeah. No, thank you. So again, developers in unison out here were like, no, we're not doing this. Um, there was uh, another, uh, oh, Slay the Spire developer mm. came out and said basically the same thing that this agro cab crab team said. Uh, they've been working on their new game for like three years. They're getting close to the finish line. They said, if these changes go through, we will have to seriously considering stopping the project, finding a new engine and starting from scratch again. We will not be putting our game out underneath these terms. So this was universal. Now, <laughs> later, uh, September the 13th, the following day, Unity came out with an update. 
They clarifications. They Unity has issued some clarifications around certain aspects of the deal, although it continues to endure heavy criticism from every side in the industry. Stephen Totillo of Access reported that U- Unity intends to pass on the costs for installation fees to Microsoft and other subscription providers for services like Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. We've reached out to Microsoft to comment on this since it appears that Unity seems to making it making its policies up as it goes along. Unity also said that it will waive the all installation fees for developers who adopt its ads platform on mobile in a in a coercive uh, move, which one developer at a major mobile publisher stated to me could be in breach of the EU contractual law. George Broussard of 3D Realms fame also reported that Unity was warned internally that it would be hammered for failure to clarify things like fraud and Xbox Game Pass, but shipped the blog post anyways. Outlets like Eurogamer have also highlighted the fact that Unity CEO and other execs mysteriously offloaded a bunch of stock in the past couple months as if they knew this particular announcement would be incredibly popular. Yes, you heard right. They sold off big patches of stock. You can look up the stats um, knowing that they were going to be putting this memo out, right? That they were going to be putting these changes out there, obviously knowing what it was going to do. Um, as of this writing, Unity is sticking to its guns despite companies like Among Us, Inner Sloth, and Cult of the Lamb publisher Devolver Digital implying or outright conferring plans to move away from Unity as a platform. All right. So that happened. Then... The company issued a lengthy statement on September 14th, or actually September, the night of the September 13th, regarding its proposed changes. Although it fell short of rolling back or changing course, various major developers of all shapes and sizes continue to pledge to either delete their games from Steam to prevent such retroactive gamings while committing further games to different engines, such as Unreal. Developers continue to criticize the firm despite the below post. Uh, owed, owing to widespread abuse of trust. So Unity's post, and I'll read their direct post, we want to acknowledge the confusion and frustration we heard after we announced our new runtime fee policy. We'd like to clarify some of our top questions and some of your top questions and concerns. Who is impacted by this price increase? This price increase is very targeted. In fact, more than 90% of our customers will not be affected by this change. Customers who will be impacted are generally those who have found a substantial scale in downloads and revenue and have reached both our install and revenue thresholds. This means a low or no fee for creators who have not found scale success yet and a modest one-time fee for those who have. Fees on new installs only. Once you meet the two install and revenue thresholds, you will only pay a runtime fee on new installs after January 1st, 2024. It is not perpetual. You only pay once for an install, not an ongoing perpetual license royalty like a revenue share model. How we define and count installs. Assuming the install and revenue thresholds are met, we will only count net new installs on any device starting January 1st, 2024. Additionally, developers are not responsible for paying a runtime fee on reinstall charges. We are not going to charge a fee for reinstalls, fraudulent install charges. We are not going to charge a fee for fraudulent installs. We will work directly with you on a case by case basis where fraud or botnets are suspected of malicious intent. Again, not an absolute statement. We'll work with you. And they're supposedly going to use some type of AI to detect this stuff. Okay. Trials, partially played demos, and automation installs. 
charges. We are not going to count these towards your install count. Early access games are not considered demos. Web and streaming games. We are not going to count web and streaming games towards your install count either. Charity related installs, a pricing change in install count will not be applied to your charity bundles and initiatives. Again, they got a reader's added context added to this post that states, this is from the community, okay. obviously. Unity states that only 10% of their customers will be affected, making it sound less bad than it is. As of the gaming report 2022, Unity had 230,000 developers. That's around 23,000 developers affected by this change. Lots of, uh, lots of studios have posted statements about moving engines. All right. This is a lot, folks. I know it is. It's complicated because of what the, the subject matter is, right. unfortunately. So needless to say, I won't. The updates have continued. They've doubled down in the meantime. They were going to hold a kind of forum. Okay. They were going to hold a forum. They wound up getting credible death threats. Now, people thought this was coming from developers. They thought this was coming from maybe gamers. They got credible death threats. They canceled the meeting and actually closed two locations of theirs down. Damn. Okay. Due to these threats. Mm -hmm. It turns out those threats, according to the police department, were internal threats. Okay. It came from the inside of Unity. All right. So we got all that clarified. So basically, Steel, you've got the lowdown of where we're at as of right now. Mm hmm. Nothing has happened since then, okay, outside of the police department confirming that those were internal threats. Okay. This is this is huge deal. As you can tell by the outcry, this right. is a universal outcry from developers, from gamers, from people in the community, from people who understand what's going on here. This would have a major impact on the gaming industry if Unity goes forward with this. This is um, not a good move. Obviously, again, you've got what seems to be some insider trading going on. Yeah. Um, the higher ups selling off stock at its highest points, knowing that they were going to make changes that were going to devastate that stock, at least in the short term. Bro, this is not good for this industry at all. And they still have not decided to fully reverse this stuff. So after hearing all that steel blind, and again, I know it was a lot. What do you think, brother? Just initial thoughts here. What do you think? Initial thoughts of the situation is fucked up, man. Like it seems yeah. like you like they're limiting people having access to be able to bring their visions to life, right? I thought that was one of the number one things that people liked about the different uses of the engines, right? Because there's a reason why not everybody wants to use Unreal. There's a reason why not everybody wants to use Unity. There's a reason why, um, especially more of these not necessarily free source, but um, especially these engines that seem to be easy to use um, to get your game to get your game together or get to get or get an idea together um, and to become a a dev that, that would get some some form of recognition, right? So I don't know what the point is in limiting creative vision or making it more difficult to develop a game right by essentially because the the benefit of a lot of these engines that are easier to get into is that you don't have to pay a lot of those upfront costs right until right. you get to a certain point and you get um like let's say xbox comes to you or one of the bigger publishers comes to you and says hey we like what you're presenting with this engine <laughs> we'd like to be part of it whatever extra costs and this that and other thing um 
it seems like an extremely selfish and greedy thing from at the very top. Um, I don't know if this is coming from the board. Maybe they're seeing that maybe people, maybe themselves are getting stiffed. Um, if they've kind of seen that, that, hey, we got too many developers that are making money off of our engine and we don't see enough of that coming back to us. Maybe it's a very business centric thing, but I also don't think that they're losing any money really and again, I'm 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 not an owner of Unity, no, so I don't no, no. know uh, what what's happening behind the scenes or whether that's the main crutch of this issue. Sounds like they're just trying to catch up the UE in terms of revenue, right? They're trying to find their revenue stream, and they want to compete with UE, if, and they the, this is the only way they can do it because they don't have stop a developing. Then what? Correct, right? That's that's the problem here, and I don't know if they do. And and Nixie and 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 M. Gene, this. I, I hear what you guys are saying, but obviously this is not the case. This is developers in unison coming out saying this is bad. And it's not just like small right. developers. It's big developers coming out again. Um, Devolver digital is one of the biggest indie publishers in the world. And they came out and spoke against this. So it doesn't seem like fake outrage. Again, they doubled down, they clarified, and there was still a lot of problems with their statements mm-hmm. doubling down on what they had already announced, which was resoundingly rejected. So I hear you there. Sure. We have a lot of that times where there is fake outrage from the community, but this is the devs themselves coming out and saying, this is bad people who have seen the actual documents and who are looking over financial statements saying, yeah, no, this isn't going to work. Like this is bad news. Like I think that's where it's gone beyond that. So sorry. Steve, yeah. And then the, yeah. The, one of the other things that we kind of talked about um, behind the scenes, it's like it does open it up for the system to be abused uh, by the consumer. Yeah, right? And that can by be a lot a, of people, oh, by yeah, rivals. By, yeah. But, by rivals. Good, good point. Be out of business. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And so if, if, and at that point, what for me, I want to see the industry become more welcoming and allow kind of what we've been seeing, allow smaller teams, smaller devs to be able to bring whatever their creative vision is to life because it adds an additional um, value to the gaming industry, right? There's things that they can do um, within these engines. Like for, for example, uh, Naraka Blade Point uses, uses Unity. So how how is that going to work out per download that they get? If somebody are they going to be able to sustain the um to sustain that game because of the the downloads or redownloads or however that ends up working uh, because they got to keep paying out because uh, people are so upset and they're so up and down is because it's a battle royale game. People are going to drop off or are going to uninstall and people are going to reinstall and jump back in for some time. And if you, every time that that happens, you have to pay out an X amount of dollars uh, to cover that cost. I just, it just seems like it's going, uh, instead of benefiting the engine and making it more accessible, you're doing the complete opposite. And then when you, you turn don't, a lot of people off initially, exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people don't have the type of funds to be able to do both. And again, as a business, do you have the right to say, well, yeah, we allowed you to be able to use it for X amount of time. Yeah. And, yeah. um, we haven't seen the return. <laughs> yeah. We haven't seen the return that we were looking for yep. from this. And this is our way for alleviating that issue. Sure, you could say that. But are people still going to want to use your engine because of that? Or do you only want certain types of devs to use your engine? Is that what this is turning into? That 
I, I just that's kind of my like under like my overall thoughts about it because it's kind of hard to dive too deep into it. It, it, yeah. it is it is messed up in many ways because again something that we always talk about uh, and that's expanding the industry. This doesn't seem to be doing that. Uh, it seems more yep. of like a limitation than anything else. Um, unfortunately, yeah. that's uh, that's yeah. kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah, and again, this isn't this is an outrage for me and Steel because I don't yeah, know right, the situation. Right. I'm, I'm taking it from the outside perspective. It just it looks. And again, when I see devs who are the ones that are directly affected by it in unison come out and say this is not good. And again, let's let's be real here and let's clarify. There's been more changes in Unity that we haven't talked about that have kind of led up to this moment. This was kind of like the final nail, right? This is this, this was the camel that broke or the straw that broke the camel's back. I almost said it backwards um, for a lot of devs. Right. So this was a kind of building up to this point where the new CEO, this dude uh, has made a lot of changes with the unity that people haven't agreed with, but kind of have had just mumbles and rumbles for the most part up to this point with this one right here to them, to the devs is egregious. So all we're doing is just talking about it because it was a big talking point this week. And like I said, if, if these changes would affect 23,000 developers potentially and cause some of them, any of them to potentially not be able to work within unity or go out of business, if they did, you know, publish a game and, and, and had to pay these fees in any way, shape or form, then I got to say, I've got to be aligned with them and say that it sounds like it's a very bad news situation. I don't want to see developers be crushed by fees from a, from an engine. Like I understand the business side, like Steele said, of course, always again, you got to, you know, these, these companies aren't around out of charity. These companies are around because they're money makers, but we've seen time and time again, bad decisions made on behalf of the shareholders over and over and over again in this industry that has led to failures, complete shutdowns of companies, et cetera. So again, there's no reason not to talk about this when you've got so many people within the industry saying it's bad news. I think it's an interesting conversation because unity is extremely popular um, and this would cause a lot of games to not be made or to be delayed. Um, and, and again, developers going out of business, potentially that's not good for the industry. So the health of the industry, first and foremost, I don't like it. So again, I'm not outraged. I'm just saying this sounds kind of in line with this new, the CEO's kind of MO, uh, what he did, what he was talking about EA, he's kind of transferred over to unity and is now it's hitting the, the developers, especially the smaller developers out there. So again, that's where I'm at with it. Um, Nixie says it's like hearing MS increase uh, Xbox Game Pass costs and people do the fake outrage thing and then later find out the increase is 10 cents and on top of that many bills people don't yeah. sub to Game Pass uh, and, and I, I'll just have, that's community yeah that's community related I, this is more so the math point is more so Yes. From the dev standpoint, and other people that are actually using this for their business, man, you, you're using it to for your form of uh, creation. And it would be one thing if it was set up like this from from the beginning, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. But it's another thing when it comes across very gray. Like this is one of those things where you don't necessarily need a gray area. You need to understand what you're getting yourself involved in, um, how it's going to affect your overall um, workforce and what is truly going to be possible. Like, what am I going to have to come out of pocket for? Is it worth me using this? Maybe I need to use a different engine. I mean, when you hear a dev say that we've spent three years developing in this environment and then now say, oh, well, because of these things, we're going to pull out of this and just go to a different that's a waste of time that's yeah. money time yeah. 
an effort that is completely out of the window because of a game. Because that's the other thing about the game industry is that nothing is a guarantee. You no, can't just say, oh, high risk already. If, if, oh, if you just make a good game, people are going to play. There's plenty of good games that are out there that people don't play or completely overlook because they don't do ABC things for them. So yeah. it's like if you're adding on Mortals top of, of that. Avium. <laughs> just cut <laughs> half their staff this week. I mean, if that's not a if that's not a good example of what we're speaking to, that's why it's not a oh a woe is me kind of situation. It's a okay, let me pull myself out of the let me pull myself out of the world. Let me look at the darker crevices of the map and see like why in what world does this make sense? How does this impact the devs? And if the devs are coming out and saying, Hey, well, this isn't really a benefit to me and this is not this isn't necessarily the way to go about it. It comes across like corporate greed. It's, it's something to, to, to bring into conversation. God Emperor Sofa King for the $5 says, I would say people need to keep this situation in mind when people are demanding companies to abandon their own custom engines to go to UE5. And again, I mean, that, that's also a good point. But there's also something to be said, like in comparison to how games used to be made there's a lot of benefits and there can be also a lot of negatives, right? Using something that you don't necessarily own. You are always going to be at the mercy of whatever company um, that you're using to get whatever project done uh, or to get anything done. There's always yeah, going to of be course, that. Of course. Of um, course. There's push and pull in anything. Yeah. But the point is, is just this comes across like, a, a hindrance to what's what's currently been a very positive thing for devs and unity itself because again if these games are selling that turns that churns right back into the shareholders pockets but if they want more money then what can you say at that you are at the mercy of them and if you feel like you have to pull yep. out because you can't afford to meet those demands it's, it's, it's fair to bring it up in a talking point. And these are devs that are mentioning. This isn't, oh, the community's worried about it. I mean, we... we yeah, no. You can't, like, we could essentially could say we care less about that. I mean, you got you to gotta make a game at the end of the day. It, it just, I don't want a disruption. I don't want a disruption to... I don't like any real big disruptions yeah, like this sure. uh, to creatives. And, and again, Nixie, whether or not you believe devs all the time, of course not. Again, there's always questions to be asked and talked about. It's, you know, again, this is an ongoing situation. There's been obviously lots of updates throughout the week on what's going on. Uh, Unity themselves have doubled down on what they said. Again, if it, if it winds up not being, it winds up being a small deal and devs are just sure. all blowing smoke right now, so then so be it. That, that, that we'll is talk what about it that is. too. <laughs> yeah, it's just a conversation that we have to have right here. We'll find out what Unity is going to do. Again, these changes were planned to go in in January uh, 2024. So, um, you know, they've got we'll see what happens through all this. Again, there hasn't been any updates since they had to cancel their forum and close down two of their locations due to an internal threat. Again, people mm -hmm. were out here right away blaming the community. And then the police department's like, yeah, no, this was internal. So, again, everybody likes to jump on things, uh, but it was an ongoing situation this weekend. Something to bring up for sure um, that we, we should talk about and just let everybody know where it's at right now. So we'll see where we go from here. Period. Absolutely. Um, let's see. 
I mean, where do you want to go from here, Paul? I don't think there's much else no. that I have on my side of things. Uh, while, I want to get your opinion on Wild Hearts here, Steel. Jeez, oh, go ahead. man. Yeah, I did see uh, that, so, that they're going um, to they're, they're yeah, they're shut down. That, they're going to start down the service for it. TA, uh, Anthem, Wild Hearts, Steel, a game that you thought had potential, I, I right? Yeah. I, yeah, that you, again, you as like a Monster that. Hunter fan, somebody who jumped into it right away, I was planning on jumping into it, um, you know, and, and checking it out a little bit um, when it when it came to EA Play or whatever the case may be. But uh, yeah, no, EA said, no, we're ending support for Wild Hearts just seven months uh, after the game's launch, the report comes via post in the in the game's official Discord and on its subreddit from a moderator. Uh, Steel, bro, we were just talking about this. Good games. Again, you thought this was a good game, had potential, not like great. This wasn't like the killer app that lot, some people you know thought it could be, like the Monster Hunter competitor. But you thought it had a lot of cool ideas and potential behind it. And here it is. High risk. EA. Anthony, what, what, what do you think, brother? Uh, I mean, again, I, I I also have the standpoint that if the developers aren't able to get the game to hit or reach a wider audience, then I mean, what yeah. what else, what else can you do? Obviously, the game hasn't been doing the greatest. I I haven't heard much from Wild Hearts since no. I've played it since those first ninety days of the game releasing. And again, I spent a lot of time in that game. I have over a hundred hours in it, and I don't regret any Jesus, of that time. I didn't know you had that much. Yeah, I got shit. time, and I got time in that game. Um. Yeah, I have a, I, I have about a, over 100 hours in that game, and I, I liked what they were presenting. It really felt like what we were missing, like maybe a, not necessarily Monster Hunter World per se, because of course that's, it's Monster Hunter, man. That, that's an established IP that's been doing yep. this for quite some time, who did something a little bit different, uh, give that real more of a realistic feel to it, I guess, uh, went through, went through a different art style. And it was along those same lines, man. They were doing different, they... It felt good. It felt good to play. It was unique with the Kurakuri system, but obviously it didn't click for people. And that's the and that's the thing with when you make these games that are very similar to other games, especially with the performance issues and everything that the game had for quite some time. Also, that that was a negative mark on that game that people were complaining about. It's it's unfortunate that there's nothing else. Uh, there's not another option maybe um, for the game to come into game pass, maybe for Xbox to step in or some other team to step in yeah. and say, Hey, let's help. Let's help. We see the vision that you, that you have with this. Let's help. Let's help out with that. Uh, so we can really flush this out. This could be our monster hunter. Uh, will you guys keep uh, developing this out? Or maybe the team didn't have enough vision for the future for of this. I, I don't yeah. know. It, it's, it is extremely unfortunate. And maybe EA is also, could be the culprit in this situation uh but again if it doesn't no, of course if it doesn't make dollars it doesn't make sense yeah. and ea has proven time and time again that that's one of the number one philosophies that they believe in uh but it is also weird on the back half of that also coming from ea when you see them put out putting out more an update for titanfall 2 bro which is another game that has been kind of under the radar for quite some time, but it's like, okay, why are you updating Titanfall 2 all of a sudden then? You're closing I, I, I'm, one I'm thing. I'm happy. If Starfield wasn't around, around, I'd be playing Titanfall 2. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Sorry, I, I wasn't interrupting no, you. I was just making my small comments here. Uh, yeah, no, it is interesting, Steel, uh, that Titanfall 2, again, um, Apex uh, has been a it's falling absolute off. It's falling, yeah. huge moneymaker for EA, but it is falling off, according to a lot of people. Again, I don't play Apex. 
I'm not a part of that community, but I've certainly seen enough conversation around it to know that it has started to fall off a little bit. We're coming up on the anniversary, supposedly, you know, again, Apex takes place in the Titanfall world, right? They've said no time and time again that Titanfall 3 is not being made. Is this a hint that they're going to integrate more Titanfall into Apex potentially? And therefore, they want to make sure the Titanfall 2 side of things is shored up as they know that there will be players who jump back into Titanfall 2 and kind of revive that again. Um, Or is this more of a hint that maybe they're looking at potentially a future where Titanfall 3 does go into development and they start talking about it? So then Titanfall 2 will see that bump, um, you know, naturally, and they want to make sure it's the best experience possible. Just throwing things out there against the wall, Steel. I don't know, um, but it is good to see that my beloved Titanfall 2 is getting updated and taken care of now after all this time because I would not mind jumping back into Titanfall 2 at some point. I I love that game to death. It's one of my favorite multiplayer experiences of all time. It's up there with probably the bad companies um, in Battlefield. Titanfall 2 is a different experience, and I loved every moment of it. Um, It helps that I actually was pretty decent at it, too. (laughs) Anytime I'm decent at a multiplayer game, I I, kind of like them more. I think that's natural, but uh, I love Titanfall 2. So, yeah, interesting. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that's pretty much the crux of a lot of the information that we got this week um, i know there's some other small th- small yeah. things to touch on here uh jedi yeah. survivor again yep, uh getting it update. getting up it's update and uh, supposedly performances has leveled out on that game uh again the criticism that starfield's getting and jedi survivor kind of got looked over on uh, i mean I, I agree with in a lot of ways again one game's better than the other because of um other reasons that don't stuff. necessarily make sense because of stuff so. because of stuff because we want to support Star Wars, we want to port, uh, support um, Respawn. Um, you know, the first one got nixed out of the Game of the Year awards, so we want to kind of make up for that. There's all sorts of different ways you could look at it. Jedi Survivor definitely was one of the games that was forgiven for its performance issues up front because, mm-hmm. you know, the story's so good. I got to give it a nine. Performance sucks, but nine. Performance sucks, but ten. I mean, again, again, it was a it's, it's a fine. game of the year for me. It was a game of the year for me. I enjoyed what I got out of it, but yeah, I also have I been very honest. So, I've also been yeah. very honest in saying that I've also I also have a I have a computer that was able to get through a lot of that, but I also was able to still see the different experience, the dumb stuff. Yep. So yeah, different experience. Um, I, I'm happy for it. Again, I'll play it once it shows up on EA Play. I'll uh, get to it again. Um, Fallen Order didn't grabbed me like it grabbed so many people i thought it was a really good game it was this a really was good star better. wars game i had better. fun with it i had fun with the force powers again i dropped the, the 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 difficulty down a little bit which did help my my second time i started playing it again i'll, I'll probably eventually get back to it because i did enjoy what i was playing cal wasn't my favorite character all time mm-hmm. but i didn't mind him either um so i think that uh, there's something there and i want i do want to play survivor and it's, it's obviously again we're here we can talk about it until we're blue in the face and we generally do gaming nowadays is not what it used to be. And it's a double edged sword being able to update your game later, being forgiven for issues up front has become a crutch for a lot of devs, not all devs, but a lot of devs. And we're just in the space now where this is the new norm for gaming games will be forgiven, given great scores, be up for game of the years 
even though they were broken at launch or had major issues at launch. And they would, they're patched three months later, finally, 90 days later, this finally gets the update it needs. It's a double-edged sword. It's great that it's finally fixed. It's great that when I jump into it, I'll be getting the best experience possible. This also goes to Steels, and I give credit through and through for Steel being a main proponent of this talking point. When it comes to single-player games, if you can get rid of your FOMO... Always better later. Always better later. Always. You get it cheaper, and you get a better experience later. It's sad to say it that way, Again, games like Starfield for me are the few and far between where FOMO, I will buy them out the gate and I don't care. But other games, I've experienced this firsthand now that I, I am a budget gamer. I wait for sales. Every time I jump into a single player game six months, a year after it launched, I'm getting the best experience ever, no matter what. And it's great. And it's fantastic. And I paid less. So it's fantastic. And that's what, you know, it's a sad state of affairs, but that's really where we are. Devs and publishers are obviously not going to change their ways. Obviously, hopefully they've learned lessons from situations like cyberpunk Mm -hmm. where you try to hide things and lie about performance Mm -hmm. on certain consoles or certain things. You're going to get slammed for it and rightfully so. Um, So hopefully that kind of major stuff doesn't happen. But at the same time, we are still going to see many, many examples of games like Jedi Survivor that get fixed later on. Even Starfield is going to be a better experience for people who jump in, obviously, a six months, a year. That's right. without the mod side. I'm just talking about straight up yeah. the, 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 the Bethesda side of things. They've already got this patch that sealed, you know, that we kind of covered here. Um, it's going to be a better experience for people who jump in later. It's it's sad to say, but that's kind of where we're at. So if you can get rid of your FOMO, you're going to have a much better playthrough experience period point blank so that's just what it is yeah and then and again that then that's always going to be up for a conversation at least for me personally yeah. because yeah. it's part of the reason why i've always held off on on these games for yeah. so long or why i had a and i still have a skewed perspective on them it, it's just i don't get the concept on on a game releasing and it not being everything that it needs to be up front like i i get it getting i Money. i get DLCs and expansions coming out later. I get yeah, it. it gives you a reason yeah, yeah. to come in. What I don't get is you finally getting the game where it playable in the state that you wanted it to be in three to six months later. I, yeah. I personally don't get I don't get that. And I can't so still as much before, as I support it from time to time, <laughs> I will always yeah. speak out against it. This, well, this is a perfect point, though, Steel. Right, right now, before we start wrapping up, and we'll get to this day in gaming and stuff, yeah, and get yeah, everybody yeah. out of here because there's not much. Le- but let's bring up another one because, and one I just mentioned, Steel, because this week I didn't mention it in upcoming week games, but Cyberpunk 2.0 drops this week. Yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a 2.0 update before their phantom liberty dlc which drops next week we'll talk about it next week obviously they put out a new trailer it is simply amazing amazing. idris alba of course absolutely killing it there again cd project red is right up there i love cd project red i love cyberpunk you guys all know this it's one of my goats but the fact is is that they're dropping 2.0 which is taking the game that's been out for two years Mm -hmm. Is it two years or three years now? It's two years, right? Two. It's been two, two years. Two years. 2020. Was it twenty one? Was it twenty twenty? Or mm. so it's three years. Let me, let me see. My God, time flies, folks. It's two or three years. Whatever cyber, Cyberpunk's been out for now. 
They are changing 2020. The okay, so three years late later, 2020. Right. Three years later, they are updating their entire game to 2.0, which is going to completely change the experience and add things that should have been that were talked about that were promised day one. Again, this is a goat game for me. This is top 10 all time for me. Cyberpunk the way it was, yes, good game. but now it's getting a complete re facelift, including many of the things that should have been originally in the game. Three years later, bro, three years this is where we're at. Anybody who held off playing cyberpunk, I will tell you that you missed out on a great experience. I'll tell you that. I, I don't care that if you're not convinced, that's fine. But the fact is, if you held off playing cyberpunk and you're going to jump into it now because of Phantom, uh, Phantom, uh, Phantom, Phantom Liberty, Liberty mm-hmm. you're going to get a completely new and from everything I'm hearing, because there's people playing it right now, Jez, everybody's playing it right now. They're saying this game is freaking amazing with the changes that they put into it. You're getting the best experience three years later after official launch. It's crazy, man. But that's where we're at. Phantom Liberty 2.0 this week. If you haven't jumped into it or not Phantom Liberty 2.0 update this week, Phantom Liberty next week for the DLC expansion. Excuse me. They clarified it's an expansion, but 2.0 this week. If you haven't jumped into Cyberpunk, please jump into Cyberpunk. my God, with the changes they're making, I can't wait to jump back into it and probably play for another couple hundred hours. That's where I'm at. After I get done with Starfield, I'm jumping back into Cyberpunk and playing Phantom Liberty. Looks amazing. But yeah, Steel's a perfect example. Three years later, people are going to be playing the best experience. Yeah, and and that's what... It's it's unfortunate because as much as me and Paul love that original experience, seeing where the game is at now is literally about to be at, yeah, it's it's hard for me, especially as somebody who typically doesn't replay through games yeah. and considering that Phantom Liberty is taking you don't have to clear. I want to give people clarification on this. You do not need to beat Cyberpunk 2077 to get access to the DLC. I, I don't know if some people are misspeaking or what what's going on with that, right. but Phantom Liberty is supposed to be taking place somewhere in between the beginning yes. and the end of the game. Yes. So it's going to be part of your entire Completely experience. Different side story, though. Completely different it, side it story is. for the most part. It is, for sure. But you don't have to have beaten the game or anything like that. It's supposed to be part of your experience as you're playing the game. You go off and do this oh, this whole other thing um, that they're dropping into there. So that that's one thing. But if you've never, if you have not played Cyberpunk, this is the best time. Definitely going to be the best time to jump in. And again, yeah. uh, if they got it, if they have... Um, if there's a third person mod or something out there, then I, I think that that'll give me enough of a reason to jump back in. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll see from there. But again, with all the games that are releasing, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to be tough, man. Cause again, the mortal, you got mortal Kombat one around the corner. Um, oh. Grand blue. There's a but grand blue fantasy. So there's another yeah. one that I'm also interested. Forza is dropping. Forza's, next month. That's going to be another one. I'm going to be putting a lot of time into <laughs> because I love Forza uh, overall. Uh, yeah. So it, it's just, I, I don't right. know where I'm going to put this in. I don't, I don't know where I'm going to fit yeah. this in. It may be another two years before I can even get close to this. Yeah. Shout out to know. Nixie, man. I, yeah. Jackie, shout out to Jackie. I can't I can shout out to Jackie, man. One of the greatest, side characters ever created in a video game i will say that hand down where the greatest partners you could ever have in a video game that it, 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 i can't wait to get back and play that part with jackie man jackie was just so cool bro just so cool 
Shout out to Jackie. <laughs> Every time, man. Uh, just talk, talk about impactful games. I know it's not the same for everybody with Cyberpunk, but for Steel and I, that game will be with us for the rest of our lives. It'll be something that I, I go back and think about uh, constantly when I think about my, my all-time favorite games and what they meant to me. But emotionally, not there's very few games that hit me emotionally. Cyberpunk is one of those handful of games that legitimately hit me where I just randomly think about moments in that game. Like I do. It's that's how great CD project red did with that game for me again, not for everybody. I know there's some people out there that disagree, but for me, that was the case. Ah, oh, God, I love that game. Yeah. Same. I agree. I, f- I felt the exact same way. And again, I would love to be able to go back, but I just, I'm, I'm so I, I'm yeah. always, so I'm it. bad about that. It, it is what it is. It's, it's a personal thing for me. And we have other content to play. We gotta, we gotta make a choice. Life, life isn't always as simple. And I, I wish I had time to just sit right here and play you. games all day. You're good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I think this is going to be the best time for us to get into our This Day in Gaming segment. We're going to go ahead and start winding things down. And if you're new here, This Day in Gaming is a segment where we go about 30 years into gaming history because gaming is art and should be treated as such. Uh, So, again, this may bring in some memories for you. Uh, The biggest thing is seeing the games that have released previously and compare them to kind of how where we are at today. For me, it just kind of helps me be grateful, gives me that perspective uh, that sometimes gets out of whack because you get so used to games looking a particular way, being a particular way. And then when you go back and you're like, damn, some of these games that I that I used to play and the thing like the the trivial things that you used to go to, some of the frustrations, uh, I, I feel like at least again for me it, it helps me put things in perspective and be a little bit more grateful and uh for what we have today so let's get into it this day in gaming all right so this day in gaming we're starting in 1982 <laughs> bog disappear uh and shout out to dreamcast guy i think i believe it was you that asked Hey, still, can I be a guest next week? You know, unfortunately, Dreamcast guy, we don't have, we don't, me and Pong have started this show more so based off of what we are bringing to the table as far as, uh, as, as a show overall. Our, the first guest that we're going to have on, I can let y'all, let y'all be a guest on that. There's something that we have to work out in the background. Life gets busy and we just, we haven't, just, I just haven't put, made it work yet. Um, but it is something that is lining up. It's our Saturday morning brothers. Uh, let y'all guys guess who that is. <laughs> um, but we're, we're definitely working on some things. They're, they're, but those are probably going to be our first guests that we end up bringing on. Uh, shout out to everyone at KSLT. Much, much love to our Saturday morning brothers. All right. 1982 maybe you like to be on a pole maybe not hopefully you weren't on in the arcade on a pole but in arcade games you had a game called pole position that was released you ever played pole position kidding me you know how many quarters went into pole position back in the day brother come on man oh the classic classics did you Sorry, get I had grandkids knocking at the door oh you're, you're, you're good you're good um yeah. <laughs> then in 1985 on the amiga in commodore 64 you had ultima 4 quest of the avatar what was i talking I about know, Dragon, ultima baby listen to this oh my god again 
Dollar Store Oracle right here. I talked about Ultima a couple of weeks ago, and Todd Howard talked about an interview. Ultima is a classic in fact steal. In fact, sir, that's the other part of that that was funny as hell on GOG. Yeah. They were giving away Ultimas. Really? So I went and grabbed them. Yeah, Ultimas were free. Some of the, some of the Ultimas were free, so I went and grabbed them. Damn. I got them. Yeah, buddy. Fuck. Yeah, it's awesome as shit, dude. Oh, my God. I was so excited when I saw that. I was like, what? Yeah. Dollar Store Oracle right here. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dixie says, need a Pong Steel, KSI, the Evermore podcast. You could call it the yep. Fantastic Four. You stupid, <laughs> Dix. <laughs> that, 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 that would be fun. It's something we could do maybe once a month or something like that. Okay, well, we're, we're, we've been talking about it for some time, and we we've may end up getting forever. And again, yeah. it's, it's, it's life, man. Life life gets busy. Yep. And the fact that me and Pong are you know, able to get together, it's just make this unique and it, it, things work out the way that they do. We'll 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 make it work. We'll, we'll end up making it work at some point. All right. Then in '93, arcade games released a Fatal Fury special. Shout out to Fatal, Fatal Fury. Fury. Oh man, one of the OGs. Not enough love for Fatal Fury. Good stuff. Yeah, Gina. Uh, uh, I don't know how much Pong would like that. Uh, Hard Eight's what a funny he? dude. I don't agree with a, a lot of the shit that he'd be mm. saying or the angles he'd be coming mm. from, but he he is a lot of what I, I, I'm used to as far as like the angles people come from uh, as far as when it comes to gaming and everything. And no, he's he's not for the faint of heart. You you, you got to have a strong mentality. And he, he typically has a lot of people that join his shit that don't have don't have that so yeah and again, i just protect my i protect my energy you gotta protect much, your man. peace you know what i'm saying I, wrong yeah, with that. I just got no time hey, if steel wants to do a show with him someday i'll back i don't up. know i don't know about all that i'm, I'm good um <laughs> he's funny I, I i i his own show is, is, is funny sometimes but i'm good um we don't come at this we don't see things at the same level as far as how i like to look at the industry right so um and there's nothing wrong with having that selfish mentality i, I got i have a lot of that too you know what I mean? and i say that all the time with how i approach games and whatnot but nonetheless uh then in 2002 the game boy advance released castlevania harmony of dissonance shout out to castlevania Castlevania is always going to be a classic. I want to see a new 3D Castlevania. I want to, bro. I want them to go back to that. I actually enjoy them. It'd be really dope Uh, to see. Yeah, it would be. Really dope to see. Oh, yeah. uh, Castlevania would be fun. That'd be the vampire game that we need. 100%. I'm actually surprised that nobody was like, yay, now it's time to bring Castlevania to life. Um, So, anyway. Outside of OCD. I, I, I like the Dreamcast guy stuff. You, <laughs> <laughs> he's stupid, yeah, he's stupid OCD. Um, then in 2002, PlayStation 2 released Kingdom Hearts. Shout out to Kingdom Hearts. Never Shout was able to Kingdom to Hearts. It, I enjoyed what a little bit I did play of Kingdom Hearts. I I'm not going to lie. It was, it, was, it was cool because of how well they pulled off the Disney characters. It was cool from that aspect. And I, I, I didn't mind that so much. So um i thought it was i thought it was different enough and it was fun so facts um then in 2003 game boy advance release both died the sun is in your hands okay all right shout out to both that's cool uh then in 2003 pc playstation in playstation 2 xbox released nascar thunder 2004 (laughs) shout out to fuzzy uh one of the few people that i do know that plays uh nascar games so uh again never been into the circle racing but hey all right uh nascar has been around they need a really good quality nascar game uh it's been a while 
So yeah. shocking that they have never, they, never they, got, me, they, they still make some, but yeah. it's it's I I like to see a full fledged NASCAR like really uh, decent budget wise mm-hmm. and see what they could do with it for the NASCAR fans out there because I think there is a place for it. And not me. But I'd rather again. see I'd rather see like Forza Motorsport kind of d- dive deeper into that, right? To give people yeah. an additional option where maybe it's yeah. a game mode or an expansion or yeah. something for people. Yeah, an expansion, I think like cool. a DLC. That would be pretty cool. They have a lot yeah. of those elements, you know, fuel, yep. tires, all that yep. good stuff. I think that'd be cool. Yep. Um, way to kind of expand it out. The 2003 Game Boy Advance released Shining Soul. Shining, Shining Soul. Soul. Shout out to Shining Series. Always will be, have a place in my heart. Love Shining Series. Uh, then in 2003, Macintosh PC released Star Wars Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. So damn good, bro. Never so played it. Good. Never played it. Could use a remake. Could use, again, some of the older Star Wars games. I know that we're getting some remasters, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like Dark Forces. I'm looking forward to that remaster. But man, the Jedis, if they could remake those from the ground up, mm-hmm. ooh, boy, would that be a good time. It would oh. be. Good stuff. Sure. Good storytelling too. Um, been in 2003, GameCube, PlayStation 2, and Xbox released the Simpsons Hit and Run. <laughs> a lot of people love Hit and Run. <laughs> it was like crazy. It was like it. next level of Crazy Taxi, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it was it was a fun game. I didn't get into it either, like that. Uh, nothing I wasn't a Simpsons like guy, so I just never got into Simpsons. So that's fair. Uh, I I yeah. like Simpsons more than I liked um, what's that South Park? South Park. Person. Oh boy! Wow! No, yeah, no. Opposite yeah, I just, me, yeah, yeah. I, I never saw the the appeal, but anyway. Uh, then in 2003, the Temple uh, on PC, excuse me, the Temple of Elemental Evil. Okay. All right. Uh, then in 2005, PlayStation 2 and Xbox released Mortal Kombat Shaolin Monks. What a great Shout fucking Shaolin game! Monks. What a great fucking game! I, that was never got game. into it, but I know a lot of people that had good. a lot of good time with it. So yeah, it was good. Yeah. Um. Oh, was Hit and Run more like GTA? Am I thinking about a different game? I thought they had um, like that crazy taxi type shit where you were like dropping people off and shit in, in that Simpsons game. Maybe it was just a game mode. That's just in within that game. That was the only thing that I remember from. Maybe I'm thinking about a different one. No, M. Gene's saying, because Fred Gula came in here too and thought it was the same as you with the crazy taxi one. And M. Gene's saying, no, it's the other Simpsons game. So, oh, okay. So yeah, maybe maybe yeah. I'm thinking about the wrong one. Appreciate the clarification. Again, some, some of them kind of blend together. I didn't I didn't realize that there was more like more like that. Again, I'm. it's not like I put the most time into there. Road Rage Simpsons. I don't remember that ah, title at all. Okay. But, okay. Simpsons Road Rage was like Crazy Taxi. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Well, I guess that would make more sense for sure. Uh, then in 2008, PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 released Armored Core 4 Answer. Shout out to Shout out to, to Armored Core 4 Answer is definitely a <laughs> definitely a classic. And Armored Core and Armored Core 6 is definitely a uh, goat as far as Armored Core goes for me. So. Uh, then in 2008, PC released Crisis Warhead. Shout out to uh, hmm. Crisis, burning computers okay. alive. Yep, yep. Uh, then in 2008, PC released Mount and Blade. Yes, good okay. game. Mount Blade 2 is on Game Pass. I had yes. it downloaded. What came out? It started the year. It was earlier in the year when Mount Blade 2 came out, and we got like Hogwarts. I think Hogwarts 
toasted me from playing Mountain Blade. And then it's been one game after another. I've got it downloaded. I want to play it so bad. I started playing it. It is right up my alley. It looks so damn cool, especially Mountain Blade 2. I tried Mountain Blade 1 and mm-hmm. it's so dated that I was like, Ugh, yeah, it's not I, worth it. Yeah, but Mountain Blade 2, oh, bro, you get big giant battles with uh it's over a hundred uh people full, you know, it's 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 close in action, it's not like okay. RTS. So you got like over a hundred, or I think maybe it might be 300 people on the screen at one time in hand-to-hand combat, mounted combat, you know, freaking it looks so damn cool. I want to hop into it. You gotta build up your army, you gotta go around That's recruiting cool. people and build your own kingdom out and stuff. It's pretty dope, man. Yeah, that sounds that sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, then in 2008, PC released Pure. I was like the um, ATV motorbike kind of thing. Uh, I, if I recall that correctly, um, let's see a little a little image there. But shout out to Pure. Then in 2008, PC released Warhammer Hammer <laughs> Online: Age of Reckoning. Hell yeah! Shout out to Warhammer. Yep. Got that in my backlog too. Uh, then in 2010, the PSP released Yu-Gi-Oh! 5D's Tag Force Five. Nice. I didn't really. I've never. I never really got into the racing aspect of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where they're like <laughs> racing and dueling at the same time. Uh, I thought it was interesting, but it was just like, oh, okay. Um, then in 2014, Android and iOS released Beach Buggy Racing. Shout out for those who got into that. Yep. Uh, then in 2014, PlayStation 3 released Fairy Fencer F. Fairy Fencer? Oh, uh, actually a decent uh, little JRPG. Nice. Yep. Then in 2014, 3DS released uh, Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that game. Rhythm-based game. Oh, okay. Uh, De- a really cool aesthetic to it. Uh, did it have like puppet? I think it like was puppet style. It looks like characters. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not even looking, so I'm just guessing off the top of my head what I remember. But yeah, uh, interesting looking title, but rhythm based. Not happening. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then in uh, 2021, Macintosh Nintendo Switch PC released Eastward. Okay. Okay. Um. Then in. 2021 in Japan, PlayStation 4 released Neptunia Cross Senran Kagura Ninja Wars. Neptunia, baby, let's go! Another underrated game. Just uh, lots of nice fans are again. Steel, that's the one with the girls that yes. are representing of each console. It's it's freaking fantastic. It's it's fun as hell. I don't care what anybody says. They've made so many Neptunia games too. God, it's so cool. I've actually have to pick up a couple for my PS3 that I just got steal. I heard I about that. PS3? Yeah, I heard about that. You got the yeah. fat boy. OG fat I boy. Fat, I got to see if it works first. But yeah. yeah. That's going to be interesting. I got the backwards compatible fat yes. boy, which is really nice because rare. I got Metal Gear Solid 4 sitting down right here. It's mm. a rare console to get too. Yes, sir. It is. Uh, what then a nice then, Friday it was. Yeah. yeah then yeah, in 2022, yeah. uh, Japan released on the PlayStation 5, Wolong Fallen Dynasty. Okay. Yep. Um, and I saw M. Gene says Wolong Fallen Dynasty, a buried game in a stacked 2023 year. Yeah, yeah. I've heard I, I've been seeing Wolong get a lot of negative critique on it. I thought the game was solid for what it was. I, I had a lot of fun time with it. The DLC when I went back and played it, um, it pulled me back into the experience. Now, is it as good as some of the other Souls games? Is it as good as Neo, for an example, uh, that I jumped into for a bit? No. But I like the parry system in there. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things in that game that I enjoyed about it, and felt I thought the game was good. I, I enjoyed my experience with Wolong. So um, yeah. So there, there's that. 
Then for whatever reason, I don't know why Lies of P is on here, maybe because of early access, but 2023 in Japan, maybe just released early in Japan, who knows? Uh, on PlayStation know. 4 and PlayStation 5? Is really? Lies of P on PlayStation 4? I don't think so. I thought that was current gen only, wasn't it? I uh, yeah, No, it is on PlayStation 4. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Xbox One as well. Okay, I, I, there's probably like 30 FPS on there or something like that. Probably, yeah. Lower res, obviously. Um, but yeah, so Lies of P, man. In case anybody's nice. interested in that, maybe it came out early in Japan. Who knows? Maybe they're just trying to referencing early access. Um, as far as typically that doesn't they don't do that. So uh, it's it's really really interesting. Lies of P, I am hyped for and M Gene. I'm um, definitely going to keep keep in mind uh, doing a live stream for that because it's going to be dope. Again, I, I'm I'm, I'm extremely interested in playing lies of p uh like i mentioned earlier uh, i like the pinocchio story their twist on it seems to be really dope so i want to see what, how that turns out yep absolutely well 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 ladies and gentlemen that was your this day in gaming segment with that being said i want to thank everybody for joining us on episode 119 of living split screen uh 120 is going to be in the saddle next weekend and we're going to be hitting people over the head uh i got to start getting my daughter ready um and set up for her to get out of here so but nonetheless um i want to appreciate everybody for coming through today and you guys enjoying yourself uh, hopefully and uh anybody on the audio side of things again you're probably going to get this uh, a little bit later uh, i wasn't able to record today's episode but that's fine um i'll download it off of youtube and get everything uploaded um uh, so apologies on that if you end up listening to this a little bit later than you would normally uh but i greatly appreciate you for tuning in either way with that you can find me steel rain um that t is a seven everywhere uh google's probably the easiest place if you want to try to find all the different locations that i frequent uh but mainly um the the streets of twitter or x as it is now known and the xbox ecosystem since it just kind of works so well in tandem uh, between the phone my, my pc and the actual console itself and uh we'll catch you guys in space in starfield uh, currently and uh, <laughs> for those who want to throw some hands on mortal combat i'm i'm still sitting on the fence I don't, i'm not going to get early access for it uh but i am planning on trying to get it uh when it when it does full release but again with lies of p also dropping that same time lies of p's in game pass so there's a benefit there but with me also playing Starfield and me being a guy that likes to play, yeah. I get really deep in some of these games. I don't know. I'm, I think I might have to balance myself out. I might have to sacrifice Mortal Kombat if I am going to jump into Lies of P, at least until I beat Lies of P, because, again, it's only going right. to take one playthrough. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's kind of me, um, what my expectations are. So hopefully you guys can uh, definitely look out for that. I'll do that on Living Split Screen if I do end up going live with Lies of P. Uh, but Pong. Get the beautiful people out of here. And yeah. uh, again, another amazing show episode with you, my brother. Absolutely. Grandkids are running the uh, wife ragged. I can imagine. I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> this was not good timing on <laughs> that part. She's up there alone. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to get out of here, too. But no, what a freaking awesome show. Great Saturday. Again, energy level throughout uh, everywhere right now is really high because of the quality and quantity of games that we are currently getting. No matter where you're playing and what you're playing. There is something absolutely just ridiculously fantastic, even more so than usual out there for you right now. 
now. And you can feel that um, around everything that's being talked about. I mean, again, we haven't had ABK updates or anything steel for weeks on end now, man, which is crazy. There, there was minor things going on, but there's this, it's about gaming right now. It's about everything we're enjoying. And especially for you and I here at Starfield um, and for the foreseeable future for me at Starfield, I am going to jump into wizardry. I was not planning on playing any other game, but I'm going to check out wizardry. So you might see some screenshots of wizardry and some shout outs uh, to digital eclipse uh, about what I'm playing um, because I do, I, Again, it caught me off guard and out of the blue and that nostalgia kicked in. But otherwise, you'll be seeing more Starfield, obviously, videos, uh, game clips and um, screenshots. Because, I again, I've been practicing what I preached a few weeks ago when I said, hey, let's fight against negativity by posting good stuff about what you're enjoying in Starfield. Mm -hmm. And it's working. Whether people heard me or not, it's just naturally happening. There's so many posts about Starfield. I've seen more engagement this week um, from Starfield posts than I have any other game that I've posted before, except for maybe Cyberpunk initially right out the gate. Um, But even beyond that, uh, just people loving this game through and through like I am and like steel is it's just a fantastic experience so whatever you're playing enjoy it uh pong saw an x uh formerly known as twitter pong saw on the xbox you guys know that as well and then tonight of course you can find me on the shop podcast p t k blams channel the shop the best way to end your saturday night along with fuzzy belvedere myself and i know we do have a couple guests tonight and i don't remember who they are i just lost it oh no wait, we have one guest oh you got uh, game pass daily on uh, Retri, I think, is going to be on tonight. Oh, nice. So we're going to have an awesome conversation tonight. Um, PTK is in love with Starfield as well. It caught him off guard. He's not the Bethesda dude either. Um, and he is absolutely loving it. But we're going to talk a lot of stuff tonight. So join us for the Shop Podcast, 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock Central Time. And then next week, it starts all over again. Shout out to Boom. Shout out to Double Barrel Gaming. Shout out to what he does for this community. Shout out absolutely. to Five Days a Week, putting out content. The dude is amazing, incredible. So I always give him his flowers. Xbox Factor Podcast every Tuesday, 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time. Be there. And then, of course, Thursday night, it's PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM, Fun Speculation Channel Network, wherever you want to call it. We'll be there. We'll have a lot to talk about this week, I'm sure, as well. 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 o'clock Central Time. And then, of course, Friday nights, it's Xbox Ultimate. That's right. Never know who's going to be there uh, from the fam, but we always have a good time. We laugh a lot. We talk a lot of gaming. So be there every Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, Xbox Ultimate Fun Speculation Network. And then, of course, right back here, like Steele said, episode 120. Love them even numbers. And next week going to be a good saturday right here with my bro my brother from another steel rain 10 a.m eastern nine o'clock central time golden age of gaming folks it it's incredible hey i i can't i look at my wish lists now on steam and i look at my wish list on xbox it's absolutely unstoppable right now golden age is here folks get out there play what you love love what you play have a great rest of your weekend thank you all for tuning in and we'll talk to y'all real soon steel get us out of here brother Ladies and gentlemen, much love. Catch you on next week on episode 120 of Living Split Screen. Y'all stay safe, have a good weekend, and we'll catch you next time. Peace!